My name is Bobby. I'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in EMS and fire. And my name is Jason, and I'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in EMS and fire. And together we're paramedics unscripted. On this show, everything is on the table. We'll talk about burnout in the business, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons, Holly Pharmacy, frequent flyers, the current housing market, the financial system, BS doctor office visits, or anything else we want to, all from a paramedic's point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics unscripted. Welcome back into Paramedics Unscripted. I'm your co-host, Jason. I'm here with my co-host, Bobby. Bobby, how you doing, brother? Jason. What up, are you bro? doing? What's going on, man? It's been a minute. Selling my old boss in my bag, man. <laughs> Jason, what are you doing? And he do that like tapping his watch all the time. Jason, are you doing something that you're not supposed to be doing? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. Shout out to Telebank there. Um, season two, episode five is underway. It's been a while. We apologize. Work gets in the way sometimes, but we're back in full force with everything going on. And uh, we'll let you start off, man. We're going to take it to the base. Oh, damn. <laughs> So what's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, man. What's been uh, What's been going on the past week? What's What's, what's new in Alabama? Just, just work picking up, man. We got a uh, spring's almost here now, so all the housing market stuff going crazy. People putting their houses on the market, so it's been really busy. So I apologize to the uh, listeners or I guess viewers if you're watching audio on Facebook for some reason. Um, I mean on YouTube. Um, yeah, so it's just been busy. So we've had a tough time matching our schedules up, but we got it together today because there's a lot of shit going on we need to talk about. Well, first of all, I'm going to get something out of the way. JP's busted my balls for this for like, a, you know, a long time now, but I'm going to get out of the way Always. at the beginning this time. Oh, damn. Okay. If you want to get a hold of us, paramedicsunscripted at gmail dot fucking com. What? And you know our email address? Like, what the fuck? I, I, can you believe it? I do. <laughs> Are you a clone? <laughs> Are you a clone? <laughs> Are you a clone? <laughs> what are you talking about? They don't exist. <laughs> no, but, but anyway paramedicsunscripted at gmail.com. Please, and I emphasize, please get a hold of us if you have any questions on anything we talk about or if you have a dispute of anything we talk about or if you have anything you want to add or if you just want to share some of your experiences because you're in the same line of work as we are or we have been, get a hold of us, paramedicsunscripted at gmail.com. Yeah, because like also like we've said, well, I think we talked about this in like the first episode. If you have something going on at your particular department that's like something that we can all kind of relate to in this business, um, but maybe you can't talk about it because you know obviously we understand why sometimes. Uh, yeah, let us know about it, man. We'll give you our opinions on it on air. We're, we're not scared. We're not scared, bro. <laughs> so no, man. One of the things uh, I was thinking about that I don't think is emphasized enough is. Uh, when it comes to certain calls or certain situations in the fire and EMS experience, calls that are you know, <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a podcast. The fire and EMS experience. <laughs> EMS experience. Yeah, no, EMS experience. <laughs> Great name. Uh, what? No, that is a, that's a pretty good name, man. Let me start another one. No, I'm just kidding. I know, but, right? uh, uh, you know. One of the things I want to emphasize, it's not talked about enough, and I know we talked about this before, Jason, you know, uh, prior to this cast, is is thinking outside of the box. Amen to that. How do you feel about that, bro? I feel that uh, cookbook medics suck, so you already know kind of how right. I feel about that. 
<laughs> well, not that they suck. It's just that, you know, I mean, when you're new and you're conditioned to what you've been taught, it's only it's only natural that you're going to follow that recipe. So, you know, but it's breaking outside that mold to actually understanding what's in front of you and what you're doing. Yeah. And, you, and the whys you, and the positive and negatives right. that come from what you're doing. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I didn't mean they, everybody has to start somewhere. Obviously you don't suck when you start. No, I'm do. talking about the ones that are like, you know, 10 years into their career and are still like just going down a box checklist. Like you're like, why go do a different job? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those ones that just have like, like, well, it's just do this. I'm like, yeah, but this doesn't make any sense in this situation. They're like, yeah, but that's what it says. You know, <laughs> like you're a fucking moron. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's the rules. It's but, like, you know, and granted, to to be you know to be fair you know we do have to follow by a certain set of rules or guidelines that you know that's you know undisputed but there are there are going to be certain situations that you're going to come across or you're going to be confronted with where you're going to have to think outside the box and how you deal with that is going to be completely up to you and what do you think about that, Jay? Yeah, I know. I agree. I mean, you got it. You got it. That's what we said. Like, that's why I considered myself a baller medic when I did the service and you're a baller medic and you're still in the service um, because of that exact reason, because I know I obviously you have to know your protocols for obvious reasons, but sure. after that, I don't really care about them as much. I care about knowing what I, what, knowing what I know to get the job done correctly, you know? Right. And sometimes, like you said, not all there, you know, I don't know. I'll say, throwing this out there 80 90 percent of what we do is 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 cookie cutter stuff you know sure. you, you can do it in your sleep but and, and anybody can do that those are the ones that the you know so people like the cookbook medics and i'm saying that with loving t- terms this time um they they can handle those because they're just straight by the book that's what you do and it just goes like in order like it's supposed to but they're ones right. that, that the one it fl- gets outside that box if you're a cookbook medic you have no idea what's going on and you get lost at that point and if you're more veteran and more you, you understand stuff and you're coming at it with the right reasons. You're actually taking the opportunity to educate yourself further than you need to be to learn more of the who's the, what's the why's and stuff like that. Um, then, then you can, you can make changes that can affect positive outcomes in the field. Right. Let me ask you something, man. Uh, give me an example. Like, I mean, you, you were in this line of work for a long time. Give me an example of uh, a situation or a particular call that you had that where you, you had to think outside the box. Well, I can remember one particular call that stands out uh, in this genre for sure um, was we got dispatched to uh, medical. I don't remember what it was for, probably an illness or something like that, or unconscious. I don't remember. But um, we get there. I'm first unit on the scene. I'm the only paramedic on my truck and with an EMT uh, driver. So we get there. next in our, in our county at that time, they dispatched two medic units to calls, like a, a secondary and a primary. I was primary. Secondary unit shows up. Um, it's a mid-30s Asian male. Uh, right. no medical problems that anybody knows of, um, no medications. He never, you know, no, nothing like that. No allergies, like no, just a, just a normal, healthy male. He looked like he was in great shape. Like everything looked normal with him, except, not, except he's unconscious. They said he was working. He was in a cubicle, like office type setting, um, was working, got up to go get a coffee to the kitchenette area or whatever. And at 10 feet or 20 feet or whatever it was in there, it's carpeted. He fell. He just dropped out and was unconscious. That, that was the, the whole reason we were called. So we get there. He's, he's presenting the exact same way I just said. And so we're like, huh, that's weird. 
And um, so the other medic shows up and we you know, package him, backboard him, all that stuff and, and, and get him out into the truck. <clears throat> so we're going through all the normal stuff we do. We start IVs, we get him on the monitor, blah, 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 going through all the stuff. And we start going to the hospital because he's still unconscious. He is breathing. Everything else is good. Um, and we're doing all our normal stuff. And my uh, partner, one of the partners that was on, he was on the, he was the lead medic on the secondary truck. He's also a critical care paramedic. And so we're going through all the stuff and he's like, Hey, did you, did you get a blood, a blood sugar? Cause that's one of the things you want to check obviously with these patients. And I was like, yeah, it's one Oh three. And so it's not blood sugar. And, and I was a relative now to put this in perspective too. I was a relatively new medic, uh, at this time. It was in my like first year, maybe year and a half at this point. Um, and so he's like, okay. And we're going through some of the other stuff and he's like, all right, Hey, why don't we, uh, and nothing else, everything we're going through isn't fitting this puzzle. Like the puzzle's not, it's not adding up. It's not, something's not it's out of, out of normal characteristics, it's not following the cookbook recipe at this point. Um, and so he's like, Hey, why don't we, uh, we're thinking, you know, uh, let, let's try He's like, why don't we try some, uh, glucose D 50. And, um, and I was like, well, no, we don't need that. Cause the sugar's one Oh three. And he's like, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me back this up for you. Cause he's a critical care medic. Like I said, and I knew that. And I knew the guy, he's a good guy, good medic. And he said, well, hey, why don't we, let's think about this. Your blood sugar at 103 might be normal for you to operate. But for him, let's just pretend it's 110 or 120. So now he's low. So let's push a little bit of D50 and kind of see if we get any response from it. And if we do, great. We kind of know what, what path we need to go down. If we don't, then, then uh, you know, we move on and try something else or just continue hauling ass to the hospital. So I'm like, and it's not our protocol. Our protocol strictly says, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't push this unless it's, you know, this low and the blood sugar is this low and not, you know, 103 would not uh, meet that criteria. So I'm right. like, okay. I'm like, I like your thinking. I like it. Let's go with it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Because that's how my brain always works. Like if I can justify why I'm doing what I'm doing, weighing the pros and cons and stuff like that, you know, go for it. So, right. so we go ahead and we push a little bit of D50, probably up to maybe half an amp, slowly pushing it. And we get nothing. Right. So we go to the hospital, you know, get to the hospital. The patient's still in the same condition as when we picked them up. Um, we're transferring care over to the, to the staff there at the hospital. The doctor comes in the room. Um, so he's, of course, asking me all the questions. We're telling him the whole report. Like I just told you guys here how we found him, what we did, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, did you check? And one of the things he said, do you check a blood sugar? I'm like, of course. It was 103. And he's like, all right, outstanding. Did you guys do anything else? I was like, yeah, actually, we, uh, we went outside the box a little bit, and we pushed a little D50 to see if that would work. And he goes, why would you push D50 if his blood sugar was 103? And I was like, well, because we're gauging the fact that since we can't, nothing else is adding up and we can't figure anything else is going on. He's not intoxicated. He's at work. Like he's acting normal and stuff like that before then. Um, we were thinking maybe his sugar, his normal base, baseline sugar could be like 110, 120. So he's actually a little low. So we wanted to try that. And I know it's not, it's no, I know it's not our protocol, but we wanted to go down that, that road to see if we could figure something out. He goes, all right. Badass. He goes, way to think outside the box. Right on. And he's like, all right, cool. And then and he starts talking to the nurses about other stuff they're going to try because obviously they don't need to go down that road either. Um, so long story short, we, we finish the call up. We, we do our report, stuff like that. Come talk, talk, to, talk to the doctor. The patient ended up having a uh, massive brain bleed um, and wasn't going to make it many, you know, very long. He was going to be dead within a few hours, they said, is what he estimated. Um, and no matter what we had tried on him, it wouldn't have mattered. This guy was, this guy was toast. Um, so that was the call, but that's where we took something that was not in the protocols, something that was outside the box thinking 
and and like you, uh, we had talked about a pre-show a little bit about this in the old days, and I'll let maybe you touch on the the coma cocktail thing. Um, but that was before my time. Uh, but we went outside the box thinking, tried something, it didn't work, but we had reason to try something outside the box, and we got patted on the back, applause, applause from from the doctor for thinking that way and actually being a real medic and not just going like, well, the book doesn't say this. I didn't try anything. You know what I mean? So right. that was, that was our, that was my big story for outside the box thinking. What about you? No, I think, I think you uh, hit it on the head right there when you, when it comes to, and this is, this isn't only with paramedics. It's, it can be with paramedics, doctors, nurses, whatever you, when you get so fixated on following a particular recipe or, protocol or guidelines, whatever you want to call it. You, 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 you get to a point where it's like that becomes like, you're so conditioned where that comes in, that becomes the norm for you to where you don't want to stray outside that, that line, you know? And, and sometimes, and this is just my opinion and a lot of people will probably disagree with me, but sorry, I'm not sorry. Um, you're going to have to think outside the box because um, everything you've been taught, what's normal ranges, like you were talking about with that sugar, you know, yeah, 103, that's that's a, that's a normal sugar. But at the same time, you're th- you also got to think about, like you said, is that a normal range for this person? Right. You know? One of the things that's not emphasized enough is like everybody is an individual. Everybody has their own chemistry of how they deal with things, how they, how they react to things. Everybody has their own, you know, resilience. And you got to keep that in mind. And which some, there's going to be situations where, you know, things just don't make sense. Things aren't adding up to the recipe that you know. And you're forced to think outside the box. And that's a perfect example. Yeah. And I think a a lot of people don't get, I think a lot of people don't want to do that because, you know, and again, not trying to pick on the repercussions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's going to happen to him? Because you are going to get challenged. If you, if you think outside the box and I had this happen many times in my career, that was just one of my favorite calls that, that fit this criteria, but you are going to be challenged in EMS where, where peers of you, it, it could be your, your EMS chief, or it could be, another, another medic, or it could be right. whatever, but they're going to ask you, Hey, cause they, they know the protocols too. Like they know what rules you're supposed to follow too. And when someone says to you, uh, and this is one of the things I actually, not, I'm not trying to toot my horn here or anything, but that's one of the things I prided myself on in my career was there were lots of things I did that were against protocol, like in various situations. I'm not just talking about like medications or something like just different things. Right. But one of the things right. my EMS chief said to me when we were having a discussion one time about something is she said, she said, man, I love talking to you. And I said, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Why? And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, because whenever I ask you, you know, an honest thing of like, what would you do in this situation? Not, not that you're in trouble or anything, but in this situation, what would you do? And you tell me your answer. And let's say it's not the cookbook way, right? It's not that way. You right. can justify why you're doing it with evidence. Like, like, like there's a real reason. It's not like, well, I just thought it'd be fun to like, push Narcan, you know, like you're not doing that. You're just like, you're really giving real evidence to why you would do it and what right. you're doing. And, and then to the point where, you know, like we said in my last step, um, uh, the, the example I gave the doctor even backed me up. So once the doctor backs you up, you're good because fuck your chief or whatever, you know, 
<laughs> like they can't outrank the doctor. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, a lot of, a lot of times your chief isn't going to have the medical background that you have. Well, yeah, they're going to be strictly on the fire side. And that was a, that was actually a big problem in the apartment I worked at uh, prior, um, or you know, when I was working as a medic, was we right. did have that. We had a lot of officers. Majority of our officers, I would say, were not paramedics. We had a couple, a few here and there, but a lot of them weren't medics. Especially right. at the higher up level, level they weren't medics, and or if they are a medic or were a medic, they're a worthless medic. And I mean that right. again respectfully, because if you're a medic but you never ride in the ambulance ever, you're never in the medic unit, you're never actually practicing your skills. At some point, and I can tell you this because I haven't been doing EMS since uh, what now 2015, so seven years, right? I Gosh, guarantee damn. you, if I got in the back of a medic unit with you, and we're skill by skill challenging each other on shit. You know, like stuff we normally do on an everyday basis. You, sure. you, you'd, kill, you'd kick my ass every day of the week and twice on Sunday because I haven't done it for seven nah. years. But you, you get what I'm saying, though? But like the nah. person who's been the chief, who's, who's obviously asked kiss her way all the way up to the top, they, they, right. they're not doing that anymore. You know, and I always said like in our department, again, not to go off ta tangent here a little bit, but I always said in our department that those people should be cycled through the medic unit. You know, right. like you can still be a chief. I'm not trying to take your, your, your little thing away, but, but like you should also maybe once in a while ride on the medic unit. That'd be a good yeah. idea for you because then you keep your skills up. You don't do it very, you know, once a month, twice a month, whatever. Just pick a day. Or you don't have to do the whole shift because we did 24 hours shifts. Maybe you don't need to do it the whole 24, but pick a little block of time where right. you're going to come in, maybe on your day off so that you're not worrying about having to go, you know, be the scene commander at a fire or something like that. And just come in and ride for six hours in the medic unit, you know, right. run some calls, get, get, understand the reports, understand, Hey, why does, why do you, why does it take so long to clear the hospital when you're trying to write your report? Oh, right. oh, it's because we gave you 16 pages of paperwork you have to fill out now. Oh, right. oh, I see that now. But as a chief, I don't, you know what I mean? As a chief, I don't see it. Why is it taking you, why is it taking you so long to clean up the ambulance? Oh, because we had a, you know, multiple gunshot wound patient in the back. Well, yeah, but why is it taking you so long? Wait, we have to clean this? Yeah, you have to clean that yourself. See ya. You know what I mean? Like, like, and th that's why sometimes things take longer than the, you know what I mean? Or, right, or yeah. like the Pixis doesn't have supplies. We have to, or the, 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 the med Pixis doesn't have the meds that are supposed to be in there because what? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. What, what is the Pixis? The Pixis is like a... a for, pe for people that don't know. Yeah, what, like what the, the we, had, we had two Pixises at our, at our, in our area where I worked. You had the, the med box one, which carried all the medication. That was the one the only medic had password to. They could go in and right. get your meds. You click on the patient's name, click what you need, and the drawer opens up, and that, only that drug is in there. You take what you're supposed to take and whatever. And they can track all that because they know how many are in there and stuff like that. Um, the other Pixis that they had was like a, um, a supply Pixis. So the EMTs or, or paramedics, anyone could get into that. You had your own codes for that. And that one, you go in there, like you use a no neck, uh, C collar, you know, you take the little wand, you pick no neck C collar. It, it registers it to the patient you just brought in and then you take one. And again, it's tracked by numbers and stuff like that. So you need, oh, you need oxygen mask, you need tape, whatever you need. Like it's all, all their needles, whatever, all that stuff's there. Um, and, um, that was the Pixis system they used to track all that information. Um, right. what was the, what were I talking about before? <laughs> I had a brain fart. <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, no, we were talking about, you know, thinking outside the box, you know, we we're talking about, uh, you know, you were, you were emphasizing how, especially when it comes to the brass, like, you know, your chief or your captain or whatnot that, that don't oh, yeah. have anything to do with EMS. They don't really know some of them anyway. Yeah. That's where I like, that's some where of them don't really know what all entails as far as like when you were, you were emphasizing on like, well, when they're saying, well, why is it taking you so long to clear the hospital? It's like, well, it's cause we have brain matter. We got to clear off the, off the freaking out of the back of the ambulance. You know, there's, it's a process. It's a, it's a, you know, you've got 
there's a lot of things that people don't think about that have to be done before you can go back and serve. Well, yeah. It's, and when, it, I mean, when I say back in service, I mean available to for the next call. Well, it's funny you said that because I had a call once when I was, we were riding a, a tandem and that's what I meant um, when, 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 when I lost my train of thought there. That's what I was saying. Like, they don't see that stuff. They don't understand that like, hey, you go to get your meds out of the Pixis and they're not in there because they just, you know, right. they haven't restocked it yet or whatever reason, right? A lot of people have had to rush on that medication so they're not there. The, the lab hasn't brought, or the pharmacy hasn't brought it up yet. Then you have to go downstairs, basement of all the hospitals where the morgue and the pharmacies are usually. So you have to go all the way down there uh, you know, and then you have to wait for the pharmacist to not be busy to come talk to you. Then, you, you know, so there's stuff that takes time sometimes. And as a chief, you don't understand that. And what you said about cleaning out a unit, I remember specific, specific time I was rolling uh, tandem medics, right? So on this right. particular call, I'm the driver. Okay. My, right. my medic, my other medics, the medic, like he's the real medic. And um, so he's, we had a horrible like trauma call, right? He's right. inside doing, you know, we're done. Patients transferred over to the hospital. Now he's doing his report, getting supplies. And it's a clusterfuck of a call we were on. So our battalion chief comes in, I don't know, we'll say an hour and a half. We've been at the hospital for like an hour, hour and a half at this point. Right. And he comes and checks on us and he comes to me first. Cause obviously I'm outside cause I'm cleaning the unit. That's my job. Right. And he's like, Hey, what are you doing? Uh, why, what are you guys going in service? I was like, fuck off. And he's <laughs> like, and he's like, what? And I was like, dude, that was a shitty call. There's shit all over this unit. And he goes, <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I am I, I, at that point. Like I said, it made me an hour and a half. I said, it's been an hour and a half. Obviously now I wasn't cleaning the unit the whole hour and a half because you're doing other stuff, making the cot up, you know, doing stuff like that too. But I said, I've been deconning my way into the truck. Right. So for people who don't know when the back of the it's a box, okay. If yours blood and shit all over the place, right. And stuff spurts, if it's arterial and stuff like that. Um, I had to decon my way just to get in the back of the ambulance. So slowly go up to the front of the ambulance. And then you're cleaning trash out. You have the trash can, the, the, the bio waste trash can out there and you're doing all that stuff. And then when I was done with all that, then I had to decon my way back out again. Cause I wanted to actually right. first time you're just kind of cleaning it, getting the blood up, da, 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 da. And then you're obviously being careful as you're walking, not, not to touch stuff. You're gloved up and stuff like that. But then on the way out, you're deconning it because you know, five minutes from then you're going to be possibly running a call and sitting back there yourself. And you don't want right. to be like, Oh, forgot this little brain piece right here. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like you said, so, yeah, I just think that's important to to uh, to think about that, you know? No, sure. I mean, and, you know, getting back to what we were talking about thinking outside the box, um, when you've been doing this job long enough, you, and I, maybe you disagree with me, Jason, I don't know, but uh, you start to see that, yeah, the guidelines, the protocols, the, uh, you know, whatever you follow, you also have to have the skills to, if something doesn't make sense, you need to think outside the box a certain, you know, to a certain extent, because, and that can make all the difference in the world, because like you were saying how, like, for instance, when you, you know, you, you had that gentleman you gave glucose to, and, you know, to a lot of people, you had a sugar of 103. Why, why would you give glucose? I mean, sugar was in normal ranges, but just because it was in normal ranges doesn't mean that it's his normal. Does that make sense? Yeah. If his sugar had been 110 or 120 normally for him, and now he's 103, we could have been, that would have been it. We would have been heroes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we would have fixed the issue. We would have been like, okay, we've identified the issue that, you know, they, they would be able to fig- they would have been able to figure out eventually at the hospital too, but we took care of it before we got there. And now the hospital can take over and get everything fixed up. You know what I mean? And, right. and that, and uh, maybe, maybe if that was the case, he, that patient could still be alive. Unfortunately for him, he had other issues that had nothing to do with anything that happened that day. Um, you know, 
but yeah, so that's how you have to think about it. Well, and, and to, to all the new and up and coming paramedics out there, you know, wherever you are, if there's one thing I can push forward and I'm sure you'll agree, Jason is, is it? Yes. What you're being taught, know it, live it, follow it. But at the same time, once you have that down, you also have to be able to possibly deviate aside from that because of what's being presented to you in front of your face, a particular scenario where if it's a particular call where you're following your guidelines, but nothing's making sense, you need to be able to have that ability to think outside the box to, you know, deal with the situation. What do you think? Yeah, I know. I agree. Like, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, I know we had, like, I, I remember another call, kind of the same situation went on with another medic who, who, right. who, who in my opinion, wasn't quite as strong. Right. Um, right. but good medic, you know what I mean? Not, not great, but good. Um, they, they, we were on, a, they were on the engine. Engine was dispatched to a bar right. for, for a bar worker work, someone who worked at the bar who had nor was normal working all night. No problems. Right. Not, not drunk right. or anything like that. Um, then left, uh, the bar left work to go get everybody McDonald's. Uh, cause there was a McDonald's next door. That's a quick death. Came, came back, <laughs> came back like 20 minutes later, let's say right. with, with some food. And then, and then they that. found him, they found him in this, this bar was like a restaurant bar place. And they had like a, yeah. like a, what is it called? Like a, a group group room, like one of the special rooms where you can like pay money and go stay in there with your big group. They had right. one of those. Well, some of the staff found him in there unconscious on the floor. Right. Okay. And so the engine's there. That medic on the engine is working, uh, working on the patient. Uh, they established an IV. They pushed, uh, and again, I don't, I'm not good on my doses anymore, but 0. 0.4 or 0.04 of Narcan, whatever it was, um, right. uh, IV, and, and nothing happened. Right. Like, and they're just like, uh, and you can tell they're like, uh, like that. They're like, frantic, right? Like, not right. frantic, but they're, you can tell they're like not comfortable because their cookbook thing isn't working, right? Right. And I'm not, again, not picking on this person, this you know, relatively newer medic. So we walk in. Now, when they, they were on the medic unit, we roll in, me and my partner roll in. And right. I'm talking to the cops, are there, of course, too, at this point. And, uh, and the engine's there. And we're, I'm looking at the guy, and he's definitely unconscious on the floor. And I'm looking, uh, looking in his eyes. I'm like, oh, this is, a, this is a narcotics overdose. I'm like, no, he just went to McDonald's to get food. I'm like, oh, I'm sure he went to McDonald's and got food. He also shot up in between there. That's what it, this is an narcotics overdose. <laughs> like, and, and which is why my, and my partner already, the partner person on the engine, they already deduced that. That's why they're pushing Narcan. Right. And so I was like, all right, right cool. And so I'm, you know, taking in the whole scene. I'm like, all right, medic person, uh, what have you done so far? And they're like, da 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 IV. And I pushed 0.4 of Narcan. And I was like, okay. And even the cops are like, yeah, this is narcotics overdose. Like cops aren't, cops aren't EMS people, but they know. They they know to look because you teach them too as you're going like see they're pinpoint people so that's narcotics over most likely. Well, that's the thing. Even even cops are able to give Narcan now. Now that's now yeah they were not so. when I was there so this is like right. I, I'm, I'm I'm past that I'm not before that I guess but they're able to they're able to give it nasally right internasal yeah yeah right. so so she so this pa this uh sorry this person they were like uh, talking to me and they're telling me what they did and I was like and they're looking flustered and I was like okay right. so you gave him point four and I'm like yeah and I was like okay give him another point four that's it. Point four is not a lot. Well, I know, I know, or point oh four, whatever it was. You know, I'm like, I know it's point. I think it's point oh. No, it's point four. So I was like, hey, okay, we'll give him another point four. Fuck it, give him point eight. You know, we'll and, 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 and so, so they slow. We slowly start. Anyway, it could slowly start pushing, right? Whatever the dose was, I don't remember exactly what it went to. We could do up to two, is what we were allowed right. our protocols. So they're doing. Uh, they're doing the. You know, they're getting more pushed in them, 
And all of a sudden the guy wakes up. I'm like, hey, welcome back, asshole. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> you know, because the person who's, of course, like, oh, I'm doing drugs. And I'm like, okay. You know, like, well, but, but it, my it, point is, my point is that that medic who was newer was like, well, thing says give 0.4 and then like steps down. You can do another 0.4, but they hadn't gotten that far down the chart yet. And I'm like, and I'm just looking at him and like, well, did you give 0.4? Yeah. Did it fucking do anything? No. Then stop, stop right there and keep doing that. Because <laughs> well, you can go up to two. Just don't well, put it, don't this, slam it. Just push it like slow. You know what I mean? And this, this is what's, uh, and this is, this is probably part of me being old school is, uh, how things have changed over the years. Like back in the day, like almost 30 years ago, you know, when it came to Narcan, like point, point four was like a, freaking drop in the bucket it's like it's not gonna do shit right i mean granted i mean that being said i mean everybody has their own sensitivity to certain compounds so well, i mean and, yeah and this dude 24 was, might work great for somebody but not do shit for another yeah you're dealing you with know, a chick and, who's like who's like five five and maybe 100 pounds right. wet it might work this dude was a he was six two six three probably 250 i mean this was a big dude you know you know, and you're like, I'm like, okay, yeah, the, the Flintstone chewable didn't work. Surprise. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's, right. get, let's get to real levels here. You know, like you said. Sure. Sorry for interrupting. I, mean, you. I, remember, I remember back in the day, and some people that are listening may remember this. But, like, if we had, say, someone who was out for the count, you know, they were comatose. They were, we didn't know what was going on, but everything seemed to be, like, you put them on the monitor. You know, their, their heart seems okay. You know, their vitals are okay, but they're freaking just out of it nothing seems to to add up you know we used to you know or even if their their vitals weren't adding up we used to uh what we call was a coma cocktail which back in the day it was usually d50 narcan and thymine and d50 like you said is you know is, is glucose is sugar it's like basically syrup in a syringe yeah um uh which is you better have a thick gauge iv if you're going to push it yeah um Narcan is a is a narcotic antagonist, which is going to you know go to the receptor site and take away their high. It's going to reverse it. It's going to bring them back. It's going to it's going to completely alleviate that 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 narcotic connection. Both then both thiamine, are two of my favorite drugs. Right, and then thiamine is basically is basically just multivitamins. Like what we, we, we give to someone who was like say drunk as hell. You know, or or like for people that work in the hospital that know what a banana bag is, where they, you know, they they put a bunch of multivitamins in an IV bag where where it looks like a, basically a bag of urine, and you're hanging it. I mean, you know, thiamine's involved in that. It's multivitamin, and and you know when when isn't it like I thought it was B12 or something? Isn't it like B12? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's multivitamin. It's like B12 and and like a bunch of other things. Okay, and um, you know, just to uh, keep it simple, and um, but. That's something that's not really done today. You know, it's not emphasized. You know, everything is so. Well, you 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 gotta you got like for instance Narcan. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be blunt when I talk about Narcan. I mean, honestly, can you give too much Narcan? No, you can't. But people seem to think that you can. The only thing is that you're gonna get with Narcan is if you give too much too fast, like you were talking about. Is you know if you have someone who's like say busted out on heroin. And they're getting ready to go into respiratory arrest, you know, any type of narcotic heroin, you know, Percocet, whatever, you know, and you're right. going to give them some Narcan to kind of reverse that, to bring them out. One of the things that happens that, that people don't realize when it comes to narcotics, it's not really the narcotics that's going to kill them. It's what, what, one of the things that narcotics do is it puts, it, it, it suppresses your respiratory system. It's going to, and it's eventually, especially if you take too much, 
it's going to, you know, you're going to go towards respiratory arrest, you know, and that's, what's going to kill the patient. You're going to go into respiratory arrest and the cardiac arrest and so on. You know what I'm talking about? Well, and, also, and, 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 and what's the other thing too, that we all know when you push Narcan, what is the other big thing that can happen? Well, no, the big thing with Narcan is two things are going to happen. One of two things are going to happen or both. Maybe one, you're going to take their highway within a second or a couple seconds and they're going to be pissed off to where they're going to be combative or they're going to puke all over your boots. Right. And that goes kind you of know? into your kind of what you were saying too about airway along right. with suppressing their respiratory drive. Right. Know, obviously at potentially certain doses and stuff like that. You also have to worry about airway obstruction you, you, from, yeah. from the vomiting, <laughs> you know? So, right. Yeah. But I mean, being in this field a long time, especially going through different, phases of medical protocols <laughs> i mean it used to be back in the day i was like you know you know you can never give too much narcan you just had to watch how like you said how fast you give it because of the reaction you're going to get you know but now it's like you know these 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 uh you know new medics coming up they're you know they're, they're like well i can't give this much it's like okay if that's what you're going by all right but at the same time you're not going to be you're, they're not going to od on narcan you're just going to get a different response, how fast and how much you're going to give, you know? Well, yeah. And you only make that mistake once. If you, if you are pushing, let, let's say like, like we were allowed to do a max of two without calling med control. And, and then, like I said, in 0.4 doses uh, increments, you had to call med control for that. No, no. If you went over two, not, oh, not okay. if you did the up base, I never went over two ever, but, right. um, but if you had to do that for some weird reason, you had to do that, then you had to get permission. Never had that situation happen, but that and the most, most I gave was 10. Yeah, I never, never got close. I'm, to I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally messed with you, bro. Yeah, but but all those rules, man. That's that's the thing. Like all those rules. Just kidding. Yeah, those rules are all made because of idiots. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like, like you're saying, like, I, like you were, or I was uh, after the coma cocktail. I heard about it, obviously. Right. Uh, but I, I was, I started after all that when that wasn't like the trend anymore. And that well, the basis, the, the basis of that, and I didn't mean to interrupt. The basis of that was, okay, you've got three drugs. You've got D50, which is glucose, like you said, and you've right. got Narcan, which is a you know a narcotic a narcotic antagonist, and then you've got thiamine, which is basically a multivitamin, you know, basically you know just compounded yeah. and uh, you know or, or concentrated, and you're not going to kill the person by giving them that. If like for instance, like if you if you have like a unconscious patient, you don't know what's going on, everything checks out, but still like why are they unconscious? You know, back then it was like, okay, we'll do this because why not? You know, it's not gonna hurt them, you know, uh, and let's see if it works. Basically that's it's as simple as that. Yeah. And um I mean there's probably people out there that'll disagree with me, especially now as is as tight is is everything is now of right. what you can and can't do. But that's the way it was. And um, but thinking outside the box is something that people need to it, it, once you kind of get into that mentality, and maybe maybe you think differently, Jason, but once you get in the mentality, the easier it kind of gets because you're not you see your guidelines, your protocols for what they are and, and yeah. what they can do. But at the same time, they're not always gonna work for you. Well, you've gotta you've gotta always have that in the back of your mind, okay what else is going on here? You yeah. know, what I'm doing is not working. I'm following the guidelines. It's not working. What else is going on and what else can I do? Well, I, like I wasn't a trainer at my, officially a trainer at my, uh, at my department I worked at, 
But what I would teach the medics that I would roll with once they're like freshly released, like they're released, they're able to be the medics by themselves. And of course they're going to get put. Usually new medics get put with a seasoned medic uh, for a couple, you know, at least a couple weeks, maybe a month. That way they can make sure they're comfortable. They have someone there to hold their hand if that's needed, even though they're released, you know, because it's, it's that first day is kind of scary. We're like, I'm in charge. Oh fuck. You know what I mean? Um, So, but one of the things I, I used to teach people, like I said, was, you know, hey, you gotta know your protocols. That's it's dumb. Like, you, of course, you have to know your protocols. You need to know this, like the back of your hand. And of course, they have them in the truck. You can. We have a little flip thing we could go through real quick. And if you, you're not gonna use all your protocols very often, so occasionally you might have to look something up. And it was easy to do that too. Um, and every medic was issued one of those, and they also had one on the trucks. Um, but you also have to know, like I said, like you have to know how to like think outside the box, obviously. But more importantly, to be able to justify whatever said thing you're doing. And if as long as you can do that, at least I found in my career. As long as you can go to a chief and be like, this is why I did this. Well, that was wrong by the protocol. Yeah, don't care. This is why I did this. This is what the doctor said. It was doctor, you know, this doctor, they, they applaud me for it. Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and, that, and then there's nothing you can say. Because once a, unless a doctor is, at least for our, in our, where I worked, unless the doctor is telling you you did something horribly wrong and you should be held liable, which I never had that happen to me, obviously, thank God, um, then you're good. You know what I mean? Because they know the protocols. The doctors at the hospital, they, of course, they know the protocols. They know what you're supposed to be doing. They know when, when you're crossing a line, you know? And I'm not saying be, I'm not saying be like, a, like a, a crazy person about everything, you know? But hey, sometimes, right. sometimes you got to do what you do. And I learned, I learned a long time ago that it's easier in, in EMS stuff. Uh, I, actually talked, I was actually told this by one of our friends. Um, easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. So, so and, when, you, when you get to the hospital, you explain what you right. did, you tell them, the doctor might be like, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and that, that, that kind of goes alongside of when you think outside the box, yeah. whatever it is that you do, there's one golden rule. And that is if you're going to do something outside the box, you better be able to back it up when you explain it. Yeah. And um, that, that's what's going to make all the difference in the world. Because if you can't back it up, anything goes yeah and that's like we said that's where like like we were talking about this on another episode um where where where, you know in virginia back in the day um you know i i started off as an emtb like everybody else does then i went to emti which is intermediate uh and then in my area where i worked an intermediate at that time an intermediate and a paramedic were right this different titles obviously but the exact same thing like we could do the exact same stuff together right Eventually down right. the line that changed and paramedics had, had things where, you know, like, like in the old days we had to call for certain things, no matter who you were, like if you're going to give narcs, you had to call. Then it switched to, you don't have to call. Then it became things like if, if you're an I and you're doing this weird one thing that, or a couple things you have to call, but if you're a paramedic, you can do whatever you want. Um, it all changed, but you just have to know that stuff. And then, you know, just, just be ready to, to back it up. But that's where that paramedic training comes in, where you are learning more than that intermediate. You're learning more of the hows and the whys. And that way you can say to that person when you're talking to them, if they're questioning you on something or just telling a doctor or whatever, uh, what you did, you can say, this is why I did it. This is my logic, you know, direction I was going in. There you go. You know, and don't lie about it. Don't make it up. Document it as everything you did. Don't, don't ever lie. Don't ever not document things or, or, fake your documentation. Don't ever do any of that shit. Just put it out there. No. And, and that's, I think, uh, that's a, that's a skill. And I'm going to emphasize the word skill. That's a skill that's not talked about. 
you know, or it's, it's not talked about because people don't want to in their mind, go against the rules. When you're not going against the rules, I'm not saying that there, I'm just saying that there's particular situations and times where you're going to have to, where what you've been taught is not always going to work for you. And you've got to, you've got to think two steps, three steps ahead of what, what else can be going on here? You know? And, uh, that's important. Yeah. And that's like, like we said before, 90%, 80%, 90%, whatever of the calls you run in EMS, probably the same thing for a cop too. Um, 90% of them are cookie cutter. Um, any person can do them. Like that's where like the, you know, I don't know if we talked about this pre-show or already, but that's where the cookie cookbook medics thrive because they, they can follow the procedure and do it and they do a good job. Um, but it's that like 10%. So I don't want people to think like, Hey, every call you're just like being a rebel and going outside the box and fuck the system. Like, that's not what I'm talking about, but like one one out of like a hundred calls or one out of a thousand calls, there's going to be something come up where you're like, what the fuck? And then you're just going to do something. Right. And you know, that's what I'm talking about, but you all, but that's where I'm saying the training and the people who take EMS seriously and who like, I really enjoyed EMS. Um, and, and, uh, you know, it meant something to me. So I wanted to be really good at it and I wanted to learn the stuff. And then you had people also in our department, like I said, that were, they were taking their medic only so they could go up and be a different fire officer level, you know, like to go from like Sergeant to Lieutenant or whatever, you know? Um, and that's fine too. I'm not knocking people for doing that, but those are not the people I want coming to my house (laughs) if I'm having a real medical emergency. Um, but that's beside the point. We're getting off topic a little bit. No, and I totally agree. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I know you wanted to do your, uh, I think we did that. Did you want to tell a story about that or you want to go into the, uh, your next big segment that everybody's waiting for? I think think we've got kind of beaten that dead horse. Yeah, I think so too. I know. uh, Let's get it. I just think it's, it's an important, it's an important topic to talk about because no one really talks about that. And it, it used to be, the ongoing, I don't want to say joke, but the ongoing, you know, comment was like you were talking about when you go through EMTI or what used to be EMTI, which was EMT intermediate, which you have the same, basically the, the same quali- qualifications and powers of a paramedic, but you're not up to that level yet, but you can still treat patients the same. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to EMTI, you know, and I think all of us fell into this, into this, um, category where you're so conditioned to follow a certain recipe that you know if that's not working or there's a the situation where you got to deviate from that it's like you're kind of lost in a mm-hmm. sense because you don't have that skill base of of thinking outside the box and that's where thinking outside the box comes into play or Here or you, you don't also have either or you don't have the balls or the ovaries to to fucking do it you know what i mean like that's Did part you say of ovaries? yeah. I'm giving the girls a <laughs> shout out. You know what I mean? The ladies. There you go. But uh, but yeah, you you have to have that that in you too to like, you know, put your shit on the line sometimes. And I like again, this is a, you know, once, twice, three times, five times in a career, whatever. It's not gonna happen all the time, but you're gonna have to have that. You know, you're gonna have right. to be able to, you know, do shit like that. You know, you're gonna have to be able to like in our department. I know we had um, um, like our our chief person. Let's say our battalion chief, right? Who, who may be right. a medic, like I said, maybe like a, 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 a medic by textbook, you know, like they have the card or whatever, uh, but they don't practice very much. And, and our policies were that technically, technically, by our protocols, they could outrank the medic, uh, who's a, also a paramedic. They were a paramedic. I'm a paramedic. They right. could technically outrank me and make decisions for my patient. Now, you've known me for a long time, for over 20 years, right? Right. 
Yeah. How many times do you think that ever happened to me? How many times do you think they over ever tried to override me? Zero. Yeah, zero. Because if they did, I'd tell them to go fuck themselves. I will. (laughs) And if I need, if I need, like, 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 for instance, we had to do stuff where, like, and this is, I'm, I'm, again, this is department specific, but we had to do stuff like, if I need a helicopter on the scene, I have to tell my, you know, you go through the chain, right? You tell the engine guy or whatever, and they, and the pilot chief, and then the engine captain, yeah, yeah, or the captain, and then the he might do it depending on the scene. Obviously, they might do it, or it might go up to the chief level who's on the scene, and they do it, right? They call it. Well, the rule came down that they, they, you know, I say I want the helicopter and then it goes to the battalion chief then goes, no, right. They could do that. Okay. So I never had that happen because everybody knew if I tell you to get a helicopter and you say, no, I'm just going to get on the radio and tell them myself, I'll tell dispatch, launch the cop chopper, right? Launch chopper per, per, per Jason, launch the chopper. Like I'll put my name on, I'll put my name on the radio, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I'll take the heat for it if I'm wrong, but launch the goddamn chopper. I don't need I don't need this fucking ass fuck who who doesn't fucking run on. He has a card only, can't spell ALS if he if he paid him, but but is going to tell me how to do my job. Not going to happen. Not and especially not when you're not. If they're like it's kind of the same thing with doctors, and a lot of people may not know this. If you are, come across a doctor on a scene, an EMS scene or whatever auto accident, whatever, right? And there's a doctor on the scene, okay, and it's not like your med control doctor. It's like just a doctor, okay. That right. doctor ca- cannot tell you what to do. Okay. Right. Unless, that, that, unless there is a, there yeah. is a, there is a fine print unless they are willing to ride in the truck with you to the hospital and take and, responsibility and take responsibility and write the report. That's the only way they can tell you what to do. If, because at that point, then you're their bitch, right? And you're going to do whatever they need. You're going to, you're going to support them in getting, you know, everything done. They want done, but they're superseding the whole thing. And if it goes against protocol, that's fine too, because it's their doctor saying this and that's for the doctor, that doctor that's in your truck and that doctor at the hospital to hash it out between them. If they don't agree with something that's beyond your pay grade at that point. Right. Well, but and that, you, you bring up a good point though. I didn't mean to interrupt. You bring up a good point as far as legalities go. And this is what I think, especially, you know, young paramedics coming up that, you know, cause I mean, I, I don't have to say it, but you know what I'm talking about as far as like when, you know, there's still a lot of paramedics out there that, that, if, if they see MD or DO behind somebody's name, they're like, oh, I have to do what they say. No, you don't. Um, unless they are in your chain of command as far as your medical direction, you don't. And, or, or if they're willing, like you said, on a call, like say you, you, you come up to a scene of like, say, I don't know, like a, someone who has their bowels eviscerated, you know, there's fallen out, you know, and, and there's a doctor that happens to be on the scene because it's a restaurant or something like that. Um, you know, if that doctor is going to tell you what to do, unless they're willing to accept responsibility and go the whole ride. Yeah. You know, if they're willing to take responsibility, it's on them at that point, not you. Yeah. You know, but if they're not willing to do that, like you said, yeah, they can go fuck themselves because, Hey, I'm in charge here. 911 was called. You're a doctor. You're not a willing to accept responsibility for this patient. And until that point, get the fuck off my seat. Right, which goes into kind of what we were yeah. talking about before. Are they willing right. to put their balls or ovaries on the line? Because that's mm-hmm. where that has to come up. And, and I can tell you, and if you want, I, can go, I have two stories, one on each side of what we just talked about with doctors getting involved. I can definitely go into two stories about that or we can save that sure. for another podcast. But, but um, where both sides of that has come into play in my personal experience. Would, would tell me you want to do this next time or this time? 
Go ahead, bro. Okay. Well, I'll go into one. All right. Well, I'll go into one. So there was a, there was a, this is a, okay, we'll go into one story and then the other side of it. So fly out, or um, I'm sorry, air ambulance. Okay. Someone was taking someone from Georgia back to Virginia. Okay. Right. Flying in an air ambulance. So what people don't understand, air ambulance, it's a hell, I'm sorry, an airplane that is outfitted inside like a little, little plane, right? Like not a Cessna, but a little bit bigger than a Cessna. And, um, and it's got a nurse. Of course, it has a pilot, obviously, because of the airplane. But it has like a nurse, right. a paramedic, and maybe a respiratory therapist, depending on what kind of call it is, right? But they, and it's basically like a little ambulance in the back. It's got all the normal stuff, obviously more confined because it's an airplane. But and they right. take patients that need to go long distances. Um, private ambulances sometimes can drive people, but if it's going to driving trip from, you know, it might take three days or something, so they can fly them in three hours or whatever. So that's what they do. So anyway, this patient was being flown to a hospital in our area, the number one hospital area, the the trauma center in area right um and does a lot of other stuff but it's the big hospital it's the one you go to with all your major shit well while they were transporting they started having problems with this person's spo2 which is their oxygen percentage in their blood right so they decided that they needed to land the plane and call 911 to get help right they didn't want to risk going that further in the airplane okay i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm lying they needed to get to the hospital, but they needed to, I'm sorry, they're trying not to go to our hospital. They're trying to go to a different hospital a little further out. They knew our hospital in the area could help them fix the problem. So they landed at the airport in our County. Okay. We have a little, we had a, we had a little teeny airport, right? So we get there, we get called, nine one gets called. We get there. The, um, you know, I'm talking to the medic and the, and the nurse on the, on the truck. They're cool as hell. I meet the patient. He's cool as hell. Nice guy. And we're talking about everything. And, I, and we check him out and we start getting him moving into our ambulance, right? We're doing all the transferring on the cot and moving it over. And while we're doing all that, we notice that, uh, yeah, his SPO2s are in the toilet. Like they're in like the 60s. Like they're really like dangerously low, right? So um, we start doing our stuff. We start getting him on more oxygen, you know, making sure that they had like a, a, like a, a saline lock or starting to do all the stuff, get fluids and stuff like that. And we're getting all the stuff going and doing all the stuff. And meanwhile, while this is all going, his doctor, who is not there, his doctor's not on this in this uh, helicopter, I mean the airplane, right. calls them, like the, the people that work for that company, calls on their bat phone, right? And he was like, and he's talking to him, hey, sir, we're here, we're in, uh, we're in this county, uh, we had to land here because we didn't feel it was safe to go the, the rest of the way, we land here, we're going to take him, um, and you know, da-da-da, and the guys ask me, like, hey, what hospitals, what, what's the closest hospital? And I say, this one, it's a mile down the road that way. And he goes, okay. And then he says, he want, the doctor wants you to take him to this hospital, which is the higher level facility of care, right? It's down the road. It's five, five, 10 miles down the road. Okay, if you were going by ambulance. And, uh, and I go, no. And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, I said, we're going to the closest facility. If they need to transfer him after that, they can transfer him after that. We're, we're not, I'm not, this guy sats are in the toilet. Like we're not, I'm not dicking around with this on the road. You know? Exactly. Why, why right. would you go, why right. would you bypass now the medic, the medic and the nurse, have the proper they agreed yeah. with me. They agreed with me. Okay. And my battalion chief was there and he's like, what do you, what do you think? I was like, fuck them. I'm not doing that. And he's like, okay, it's your call. He was cool. He was backed off. He was cool. Cause he knew this was going to be, uh, you know, my ass <laughs> or I'm a hero. It's like, it's not going to end very well for me or it's going to really, it's going to either go really awesome for me or really shitty. And so he's willing to let me, you know, make my decision myself. So, uh, and he goes, oh, the doctor wants to talk to you. I was like, okay, well, and I'm doing stuff. Like I'm working, like this is a real call. And my partner, we're getting everything moved over and different stuff. And we're getting all this stuff. And then we're getting ready to haul ass to the hospital. And the doctor's like doing this stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, 
And he's like, he's like, I'm telling you, you have to go to this hospital. Hospital B. We'll call it Hospital B is the one he wanted to go. I'm going to Hospital A. He goes, I'm telling you, you need to go to Hospital B. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm not going there. I'm going to Hospital A. And he was like, are you with me? And I was like, yeah, you have no jurisdiction here, sir. Unless you're in the truck with me, you're not, you have no jurisdiction here. Not, not to be rude. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I'm not, I'm not doing this. So I finally threw the phone back at the medic. who was, you know, because he was like across the animal. So I threw the phone back to him. Not meanly, but like, you know, lobbed it to him. And I go, yeah, I don't have time to talk to him anymore. <laughs> and then, and so we're, I'm working on the patient doing the stuff. And then my battalion chief, we get everything moved over. We get all the stuff. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. So we got the driver in the front. We're hauling ass to the hospital. Then. And then he calls again. The guy, doctor calls again. He's like, hey, he really wants to talk to you. And I was like, tell him to go fuck himself. As, as I said, and he, you could hear me because we're in the back of the truck and it's on like, you know, it's an open phone. And I was like, yeah, tell him to go fuck himself. I don't have time for this. And then, and then so we, we get to the, fast forward now, we get to the hospital. Of course, we bring him into the ER. The doctor's there at the ER. At this, at this ER, they had the one doctor, okay? Or maybe two doctors there. So he comes and meets us. We get to the trauma room, which is the bigger room there. Um, and we start working on, they start taking over working on the patient and stuff. And they're telling all stuff. And so I'm talking to the doctor. I'm like, hey, you get the report? He's like, yeah, doctor so-and-so from wherever state he was from, he already called me, da-da, gave me all the info, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, and he's talking to the patient, da-da. And, uh, and then they're, they're continuing care now, right? And, and so then now the doctor eventually gets the orders in, tells the nurses what to do. And eventually, fast forward 20 minutes, whatever, he leaves the room to go do stuff that he's asked to do. And he, I go to ask him, I was like, hey, was that doctor pissed? Did I talk to him? He's like, the doc, Dr. Smith? And I was like, yeah. And he was he pissed? And he's like, no. I was like, did he say anything about me? He's like, no. He didn't say anything about you. Like, okay. He's like, hey, man, good job. Yeah, and, I like, and, and, and I said, and I said, I said, yeah, he wanted me to go to, to hospital B. And we were at the airport, which is like, you know, a mile down the road from here. He's like, we were at the airport. He wanted to go to hospital. He goes, oh, fuck no. No, you, you came here. You did the right thing. I was like, I know. And it was funny because yeah. the doctor was acting all like, like the doctor on the phone, who was not our doctor, whatever, was like acting all tough. And then when I told him, absolutely not, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? And, the, and their staff was backing me up because their staff was like, good for you, man. Because they had to wait. Of course, we have to do our report and they have to wait until we're done so that we can drive them back to the airport. Like, we're not going to drive them back while we're sitting here, you know? Like, so right. they had to wait. So they're talking to me the whole time. They're like, dude, that was awesome. Like, you, you were ballsy. And I was like, well, I, I knew it was right. In this situation, right. I knew that, yes, the, the other hospital has a better level of care, like a higher level of care. But in, it, what we needed to be done could definitely be handled at this hospital. And I'm not willing to take, you decided to drop your airplane in our County for that. You made that decision. That has nothing to do with me. So now you're, right. you're in my book. And, but now the funny part of the whole thing was the funniest part, which we told him later when we got, we dropped him off at the, you know, we took him back to the airfield, right? It's nighttime. We take him back to there, get, drop him off so they can get back in their plane. And I was like, Hey, see that trailer over there? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, that's, that's a, uh, that's life evac. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I was like, yeah, that's a life evac there, helicopter. He's like, you could have landed right here and called them if, if it had been. They were, they were out at the time when, we, when they landed. They were not there right. on a call or whatever. But had they been there, you could have done that, and then they could have taken to whatever hospital you want. <laughs> you know? right. He goes, man, that's fucked up. And I was like, yeah, I know, but uh, they weren't there. They, you saw. There was no, you would see a helicopter was sitting there. Um, so it was just funny. But I was just like, but it was, it was just one of those things. Now, I was told by a doctor to do something. The doctor... Re I refused to do what the doctor was telling me. I was completely right in that situation and was proved right later on by my doctor, who's the one I care about, the one at our facilities, um, that said I did everything right. And also the fact that when I asked, did that doctor say, because you'd think if I really pissed him off, he'd be like, that medic, you know, because I told him my name. I was like, hey, it's, you know, whatever. But he, did he say anything about that? No. Because he knew he was called out. He knew he was wrong. You know? 
Now, another funny story. Now we'll take that the other side. And we're going to look at the other side of this. Same thing with the doctor. Okay. So this one, BLS call. We're going on a call auto accident, right? Main road. Whatever. One of the big roads in my county. Pull up. Right. It's totally BLS calls. So neck and back pain, right? So, yeah, normal stuff. You're going to backboard and take them to the hospital. BLS. And, BLS uh, being basic life Basic life support. support. It means no IVs, no <laughs> monitor, just doing vitals, yeah. backboard, and just continue to monitor them, basically. Right. So, nothing exciting going on. So... We're doing it. While we're doing it, this car, this Jeep pulls up. Okay. And I know the Jeep. It's very old. It's an older Jeep. I know exactly who it is. And right on. And the person who gets out of the truck <laughs> is one of our doctors at our, what we talked about last time in our big facility, the hospital B right. in our last story. <laughs> and I see him. I'm like, Hey, Dr. So-and-so, you know, he's like, Hey, how are you doing? And you know, how are you doing, Jason? I was like, good. Sorry. My, uh, hold on. My little, ro- our little robot vacuum thing's going a little nuts there. Um, but, uh, all right. Um, so he's like, hey, how you doing? You know, I was like, hey, Jason, I was good. He's like, what do you got, man? And I was like, oh, we got, you know, blah, 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 30 miles or whatever. And then side swiped, whatever. They're, you know, blah, neck and back pain. He's like, we're just going right. to run a BLS. He's like, oh, okay, man. He's like, all right, well, you guys take care. Um, he's like, I'll probably see you later because I'm going to work at Hospital B right now. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. So... Fast forward now, we transport BLS to the hospital. Nothing remarkable happens. We have the hospital. We're unloading the patient. We move in. Of course, he's the doctor. He happens to be, right. he's there and out at work. So now he's the doctor. He comes into the room and, you know, does this whole thing like, hey, you know, what do you got? And I was like, oh, yeah, this is the same call. We was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this one we saw on the street. I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. And he's like talking to me like we're doing the, the nurses now are taking over doing their stuff. And he looks at me and goes, man, man, why'd you backboard? And I was like, well, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't think they need to really be backboarded, but by protocol, since they had neck and back pain, you know, <laughs> like, like that's what we're supposed to do, you know? And he goes, he goes yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And he's like, I don't know if I would have backboarded him. I was like, well, you know, you're, the, you were a doctor and you're on the scene <laughs> and we're going to the facility that you're going to work at. You could have definitely told me that don't backboard him. And I could have documented all that. And since we're going to the hospital where you're going to work, we could have got, you know, got, got away from that. He's like, and he was just like, Really? And I was like, yeah, yeah. We're going to we're going to the facility that you're going to work at and you'll be at in 10 minutes. Yeah, that would suffice to me. I would be comfortable following your orders. Even though you went riding in the truck with us, I would be comfortable, again, going a little bit outside the box. Even though you're not going to be in the truck with us, I would be comfortable with that decision based on what you said. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that you're going to the hospital that we're going to transfer care to. Yeah, no problem right. with that whatsoever. And it was just funny because then he didn't know that he could do that. Like he didn't know that he could like potentially do that. You know what I mean? In that situation right. or whatever. So it was just, it was just a funny situation. So there, sometimes even the doctors don't know, you know, or right. they know, but it's so far back in their line of thinking, you know, cause how many times right. is a doctor really, cause think about it. Like if you come up on a scene, even as a paramedic off duty and stuff like that, when you come up on a scene off duty, do you really want to ride to the hospital? Cause you were probably doing something fun, not working, you know? <laughs> right. So like, you probably don't want to do that. So anyway, interesting story. So it was kind of each side of that there a little bit. For the, no. For, and that being listeners. said, yeah, that being said, you know, you need to that's a perfect example. You always got to think outside the box when it comes to certain circumstances. Yeah. I agree. Like I said, I got yeah. I got a whole bunch of them. the more we talk about this, I can probably come up with more, but I think we've kind of beat this uh like you said, beat this up already. So let's move into your the uh the listener's favorite section. Bobby's rant. Bobby's rant. <laughs> <laughs> Rant on with your bad self. Rant yeah, this, on. This is, this, is, this is the segment where I either draw people in or piss them off. <laughs> right. Um, no, I think, uh, you know, one thing that needs to be talked about, or actually a couple of things. 
that, that needs to be talked about, especially with all of what's going on right now, whether it's what was going on in Canada with the truckers or what's going on here in the U.S. or in the Ukraine. A bunch of things going on right now. And I think recently, especially since we had the State of the Union address the other night, you know, despite what your view is on this you know, administration or whatnot, uh, you know, people probably saw different things of how it was conducted. I mean, me personally, I'm just going to lay it on the line. I completely think that <laughs> our uh, pretender in chief, yes, I'm going to call him that because uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's basically what he is, or puppet Whoa. chief, whatever you call him. Whoa. <laughs> uh, he had to have been jacked up on Adderall or Ritalin or Vyvanse or something because he, I, I'm going to give him, he actually did a good speaking job. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that he fumbled. He fumbled a couple of times, but that's, I just coughed that up to the norm. Anybody could do that, but he actually didn't really fumble at all. And I, I've got to give him his props. You know, but at the same time, I do think, you know, we've all seen over the past year the decline of his cognitive ability. They had to have jacked him up on something for him to talk like that, for him to actually be on point. And I, I, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. But <laughs> that being said, you know, it, it, the amount of just bullshit that spewed. And when I say bullshit, what I'm talking about. I'm going to specifically talk about the the Rona. You know, all of a sudden, you know, a week ago, the same people that were doubled and tripled down on mask wearing, I'm talking about the people in our government, that in the House of Representatives, you know, um, that were doubled down on mask wearing, you know, mandates, uh, you know, the jab, whatever. All of a sudden, the same people that were demonizing others for not abiding by that, now, all of a sudden, like a week later, the science has changed, you know, hence because it's a, you know, a, uh, you know, these people are seeking reelection. All of a sudden, the Rona is not as bad as it was a week ago. I mean, th does that does that seem suspect to you? Yeah. And all, yeah, because people are people are all understanding, too, that it, you know, may have been uh, blown out of proportion, you know, because they're right. seeing the, it, it, the bullshit part of it, like. Get get the vaccine, get the double vaccine. Now they're talking about a booster, but then people who got all that stuff are still infecting other people. So what, what's the point of all this stuff? Like, what are we doing? Well, and now the science, the science. They're saying, well, the science says that you know it's not as bad. It's like, and the okay. science, and the science. But is the, showing the, the that. problem, well, the, the problem is this, they've never really showed the science. But the science, period. but the science is now showing that because they're realizing they're losing their their thing over people. Because people are like, oh, okay, we've been doing this for like two years now. Go fuck yourself. Like, we're moving on in life. You know what I mean? Well, like, to each their own. If you die, you die. If you don't, you don't. Like, I, I want to go be normal again. Like, I'm willing, well, I'm willing and, to take the risk. And that coincided with what we were just talking about, thinking outside the box. You know, how easy it is if you're conditioned to have a certain thought process. This is a perfect example on a different level. You know, yes, people is. have been conditioned for the past two years. You need to do this. You're going to get, or you're over, or else you're going to get sick. You need to do this. You need to follow these guidelines. It's like, wait a minute here. Let's break this down. Cause that's what you need to do. You need to break it down. Okay. One, 
there's never been any fellas. there's 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 never been any clear science of how bad this virus really is. There, there is no. There has never been any clear science. All people know is what's been spewed out on the mainstream media. Period. Or the CDC's website, whatever. It, but there's, but when you ask for the Which science to back itself. it up, yeah. When you ask for the science to back it up, no one can really give you anything. Or if you have, like I've spoken out before, which I'm going to get into in just a second. Dr. Robert Malone, who was on Joe Rogan, who is the yep. one of the inventors of the mRNA science, who is probably more able to talk about this than anybody, including Dr. Fauci, and, you know, a hundred times more than Dr. Fauci is being demonized because he's actually speaking out now and saying, uh, no, uh, some of what they're saying is not the truth. And because it's not going along with their narrative, he's being canceled. And, right. you know, and I'm going to put Facebook out there because I, not once, not twice, but three times I have posted this interview from Joe Rogan on about Dr. Malone. You know, it's a three-hour interview. It's not an interview. It's just a conversation, you know, because Joe Rogan does new interviews. He does conversations, man, because he's cool like that. Right. Yeah, it's just <laughs> but, his, uh, it's like his podcast episode. Yeah. yeah. And um, but that's another thing I'll get into in just a second. Um, I posted it once. And then, of course, I got labeled for from their quote unquote fact checkers saying that this is seen, this is shown as misinformation. It's like, it doesn't get any more real than this because this is a guy who invented the fucking science. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, uh, and this is a guy who's been up on this, this, this Rona since the beginning. And probably is more able to talk about it than anybody that's on the fucking news. Yeah. And uh, and well, he was on, he, he was on that technology way before Rona too. Right. Yeah. And because yeah. he's because he's actually telling the truth, he's being canceled right. because he's not he's not going alongside of the official narrative. Which what we were talking about earlier, thinking outside the box. This is a perfect example. If something doesn't fucking make sense to you, break it apart. And you know, this is this is one of those things. I, then I posted it three more times or two more times, excuse me, and I got the same label that this is misinformation from Facebook because it goes against what they've been pushing. And it was probably labeled. It was probably labeled by that with a guy with like a ponytail and skinny it, jeans. Uh, I was going to say uh, <laughs> uh, the, the the man bun, skinny yeah. jeans, and some elf shoes, and a, and a yeah, uh, and a skin and a skin tight like a uh, polo shirt, and a stupid and some, beard. And a big ass beard and some black glasses. Hey, if you're cool and you and that's your style, man, I'm not. I'm not fucking with you. I'm. I'm just. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> but hey, but, uh, what what'll be interesting now is with the with the with the that thing changing, everything changing now, right now because of other stuff going on, like we were just talking about. It'll be interesting if, like, in a couple months, you post that again, and then it gets let to stay on there because now their narrative has changed. You know what I mean? Now they're like, oh, well, no, maybe they were right. We're not going to admit we were wrong, but maybe they were right. You know what I mean? See, I'm gonna I'm gonna post that today, and I'll probably be embraced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll go viral or something. Well, this is this is what I'm talking about. This is what coincides with what we were talking about, thinking outside the box. It's 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 stuff like this that people. I mean, people. I think, and I'm not down talking 
you know, people, but I, I'm, I'm including myself in this. People don't realize how conditioned that they can get by just being fed the bullshit on whether it's CNN, MSNBC, Fox, you know, uh, any of them. And I don't care. You know, people need to remember there's only six companies that own all of our mainstream media, whether it's media, whether it's TV, newspapers, whatever. Six. Digital. You know, and, and if you when you really think about it, um, how easy it is when a majority of especially the people in this country, when they get their information, they rely on what they see on that box that's on a bracket on their wall. You know, and how if you really look at it, how easy it is to manipulate and control the perception of a lot of people in this country and outside this country. And it's, it's a scary thing. And, but that's where, like I said before, you know, where we were talking about thinking outside the box, that is a perfect example aside from anything medical that we talk about that, you know, you need to think outside the box. If something doesn't make sense to you or it doesn't seem right, do more research. I can't even, I can't push that enough. Well, when, when did, when did like not having the same opinion be changed into misinformation? That that's like, to me where the problem is because the internet in itself. Okay. I'm not saying there's not problems with the internet with certain things just in general. Right. But it, the cool thing about the internet was that it brought the world together. So you could talk to anybody, Absolutely. every, anywhere you wanted to, you could talk and then, of course, in, at least in the United States of America, you have freedom of speech, so you could, like, say stuff. And I'm not saying right. you be a dick or anything like that, but you could, like, go... Like, some countries, you can't even go against who the leader is and what they're saying, right? But we have the, uh, uh, the pseudo-idea to do that, okay? But now, just because you don't agree with what, you know, like, you obviously support that, that video or that uh, podcast video uh, with Robert Malone. But because some because some, he talks about the science, right, and right. He talks and he's speaking no, that's, the truth. He's that's, not. He's 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 unbiased. He's just he's speaking objectively about the science. Right. Here. But but because you, that's fair, and I, and I don't right. disagree with you. But but because some liberal fuck in California who wears skinny jeans, I mean, we want all the stuff how they dress and has a ponytail. Um, since they and probably is a brony. Man since bun. they don't. Since they don't. Since they don't agree with it. They then right. label it misinformation because it goes against their their little feelings or whatever. But then what I said it will be super interesting is when all this flips, if because like you said, the elections are coming up, so they're going to start loosening all this stuff more and more and more and more. In my opinion, um, and also because there's other stuff going on now that's you know that's and no one, and people are more and more people are going like oh, this was stupid, you know, you right. know like what are we doing now? We're not doing this. We're right. not doing this for the rest of our lives. Like this is dumb. Um, and and it'll be interesting to see if that changes to where like like you said, you can just post it later and it's all good, you know. Right. I mean, it's it's as dumb as like I was telling you this pre-show in our school system where I live here in Alabama. I, I say I'm not in school, but my daughter is. They just switched a few days ago to they they were you had to wear masks at school, okay? School bus, school, all that stuff, right? They, a couple of days ago, a few days ago, they switched to um, masks are now optional in the schools, but but they're still mandatory on the school bus. Okay, so I was going with my daughter, driving her. We we're going to I think we we're going to pick up dinner or something, and I was talking to her about it. And this is after the first day it was optional. And I said to her, I said, you know, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. You know that. Did you, they taught you that you were told that and stuff? She's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, don't wear a mask anymore. That's, that's fucking retarded. And then she's like, I was like, let me ask you though. 
did you wear a mask today at school? She goes, yeah. I was like, okay. Why did you wear a mask at school? She goes, eh, I'm kind of used to it. And I was like, okay, now that's a huge problem, right? That's also was part of their goal with all this, but that's a huge problem. And I said, so what did your friends, what did your friends do? Like some, I named some of her good friends and she's like, they won't. I was like, okay. And I was like, all right, so listen to this. Let, let, let me, let me, let me, let me break it down to you at your level. So they're telling you, you don't have to, you, you, you don't have to wear a mask in school. Okay. And you're all in a classroom, which is roughly a, I don't know, 40 by 40 box, right. Or 30 by 30 box with lots of kids in it and it's teacher and stuff. And you're all breathing the same stupid air, right? So recirculated a little bit, but it's pretty much just a closed box unless you have an outside right. window open or something in one of those classrooms. And now you don't have to wear a mask there unless you want to. If you want to, that's your business. But you don't have to wear a mask there. But then on a school bus, you, you, you have to. And she goes, well, yeah, because everybody's closer together and there's, there's no way, you know, they, they, that all that air is just sitting in there. And I was like, oh, don't school buses have windows? And she, did, and she was like, there was a long pause. She goes, yeah, I get your point. And I was like, and I was like, look, I'm not, look, honey, I said, you, you, you do you. Okay. Right. Like you, you have, you're, 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 she's almost, she's 13. She's almost 14. I said, you, you do you. Okay. But just know that that makes absolutely no sense. Now, whether you want to wear a mask or not, or you want to argue that I'm, that's not what I'm arguing. I'm arguing the fact of, they said you have to, you optional in the building. And when you're in school, uh, yes. Or now it's optional now. It was, yes. But now you still have to, you have to do it on the school bus, which they could just open right. up the windows and there would never be a problem. Right. You know? And that's the dumbest thing. And then also for athletes, when they're playing sports, and, I, and not that I don't disagree with this, but athletes, when they're playing sports in these places and they're breathing all heavy because they're, they're, you know, exercising, basically, while they're running around playing these sports, they don't have to wear masks. Right but they're closer than they are to someone in a school classroom. Cause if you're like playing basketball, you're up all up in someone's shit Playing soccer. You get all up in someone's shit. You're playing hockey. You get all up in someone's shit. You're closer right. to them and they're breathing heavier. So they're pushing stuff out more um, airway wise and that's okay. But then you can't, you know what I mean? So it's all done. Needless to say, two days later they switched to now the, the bus is also optional. The bus follows the same thing in the, as the school system or the building school buildings. Which is smart, but I'm like, why in the fuck are we so dumb with this stuff? Like, we're and we're pretty laid back here. Like, we haven't been wearing masks here other than the school system for two years, you know. Well, Aside I mean, from a couple of restaurants or a couple of, like Costco or something like that for a while, did it? Well, well, it makes about as much sense as like we'll use the airport as an example. Okay, you're gonna have to use social distancing, at least not now anymore, probably because things have changed within a week's period. Right. Um, Social distancing to go through TSA, you're gonna have to stand six feet apart just to be packed in like sardines in a fucking airplane where you're sitting not an inch away from somebody. Right. And that you know, and, and that and, somehow and, is safer than a fucking cruise ship where you already went on this tangent. I'll I'll fucking go berserk if we go down that road. But yeah, like that somehow somehow getting stuck in a fucking uh tuna can is, is okay where you're flying down through the through the air and you can't get off or anything like that. But going on a cruise ship where yes, you are packed into a tuna can in a sense, right? but it's right. way more spread out. Like Oasis class Royal Caribbean ships are longer than three football fields. And then they're longer than a foot. They're about a football field and a half, a length of a football field and a half wide. They're over 150 yards wide and they're over 300 yards long. So well, yes, you are in a, you are in some sort of a can a little bit, but it's way more spread out because you're talking like, you know, 
you can't like Tom Brady couldn't throw a ball that far. You know what I mean? So it's like really right. far. And on modern cruise ships, not like the ones you saw like in the old days, like the Titanic, I guess, or whatever. There's a lot of open areas where there's like, you know, obviously the top decks, of course, going to be open, but but there's like right. parts in the middle, like Royal Caribbean's Oasis class ship has a whole middle of the boat is actually like a like a atrium area, like outdoor with right. there's like the, the skies up there. Like if it's raining, it's going to be raining in the atrium on deck three. You know what I mean? And so like, yes, is it? Not this. I don't think it's definitely not as contained as a as a as an airplane for sure. Because an airplane, you can't like be like, oh, I'm just gonna go on the wing for a little bit and chill while we're flying. Like, no, you can't do that. You know. So fuck, fuck the CDC and all their bullshit that that affects the cruise lines, but then doesn't affect the airplanes because because business people have to use airplanes. So they're like, oh, uh, 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 well, not on airplanes. No, you don't have to do it on airplanes. You know? Well, it it just it's it's there's Sorry. you know there's no, and I totally agree. I mean, for instance. Getting back to, you know, what Biden said in his, uh, you know, State of the Union address the other night, uh, how which which just made me sick is how he immediately started talking about, you know, because of what's going on in the Ukraine, we need to, you know, abolish tyranny, you know, anywhere in the world, blah, 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 blah. But then at the same time, he supported Justin Trudeau. In Canada, who basically became a tyrant because of the whole trucker situation, you know, which God bless them, I love the truckers out there. Yeah. Props to you. Shout out to the all the all the all the truckers out there that were showing their peaceful protest. He turned the whole country of Canada, which is freaking big, into a police state, martial law, you know, and showing basically turning it into tyranny because of what was going on and Biden supported them a hundred percent. Yeah. And he, and they shut you off know? their bank accounts and stuff. Fuck that. Dude. Oh yeah. Just yeah. because, and, and it's just like, and it, it's stuff like that compared to, okay, you're going to, these are truckers that are peaceful protest, but because they're going against some far left agenda, they're the, then they're automatically the, the default now is they're racist and that they're white supremacists, which is fucking asinine. Um, but the same people that are calling him that had no problem with three cities, three cities literally burning to the ground a couple summers ago because of, you know, BLM and Antifa, you know, peaceful quote unquote protesting, you know, it's just, it's just like, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, it, but people don't want to read between the lines or hence think outside of the box because they're so conditioned of what they've been fed, especially over the past couple of years, you know? And it's just, I, it just, it boggles my mind, bro. Yeah. I think, it I really think a lot does. of people like can't deal. I'm trying to say how to put this nicely. Like, I think a lot of people can't deal with the fact that the world I'm not, and I'm not, taking sides on either one of these issues. We, we at Paramex and scripted uh, uh, applaud, like just talking about stuff and I'd like to hear other sides and I don't, I don't have to agree with you necessarily, but maybe I will, maybe I won't. But, but like, I think some people just can't deal with the fact that their world can get, can get like shook up. Like you grow up, you know, you grow up believing blah, 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 blah about this, that, whatever, you know, government, whatever you're talking about. And then it switches at some point where you're like, wait, that's not at all what's fucking going on. And they, they just, it just blows up their mind. Like they can't, cause then when, cause once, once, one, once you find that one thing could be lied about, right. Depending on your right. opinion on something, then you have to 
realistically look at it that there could be other things attached to that that could also be in that same venue and that makes people mind explode i think well i mean we're, i think we're, some we're, of that's part of it you know and also your employers and stuff like that can be affected by a different you know i understand all that too oh absolutely and, and now we're redirected towards the ukraine situation right and... now, now that now that the covid stuff has been you know kind of fought against a lot more where people are coming like people are like fuck you i'm not getting a booster what do i need a booster well, for a shot that you said worked you know, but like, it will, and it's obvious that the narrative that they've been pushing for two years now has basically has fallen apart. Yeah, and what, literally, and, and it's and, and so and, they're they're trying to they're trying to change it. They're trying to, you know, and plus it's an election season, so yep. they're also trying to get the votes that they would normally get. Yep. And uh, because people are fucking tired of it, they're, yeah, and, they're and, tired of they're tired of 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 living life this way. I mean, because I'm just gonna put it out there again, like I've always said before. The Rona real. Yes, it's real. It's there's no disputing that. But agreed. It is. In my opinion, we should be treating it like we treat the flu. I mean, but we don't mask up every flu season. Well, now we do because of this bullshit. But <laughs> I mean, we are. But uh, but uh, but but as you see, no one has the flu anymore because it's always the Rona. You know, it's like no one tests for the flu anymore, right. really. Until until but, uh, until the CDC just admitted that the, uh, the all these stuff they were testing and they were coming back positive were actually only testing for the flu. Surprise! Right. Surprise! Right, but I mean, it's also coming to light that uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I've had I've had the Rona two times, two times in two years. I've had it twice. And have I been vaccinated? Yes. Did I want to get vaccinated? No. But I will say this, that all this bullshit that's been portrayed about, oh, well, if you've been vaccinated and you've been boosted, you're going to if you if you get the Rona, you're going to have a lighter case farther from the fucking truth. OK, I had it once when when the Rona first hit the country or when we were told it first hit the country, right. I had it and it was bad. But then I had it a month ago. After being vaccinated for a number of months and it was tenfold. tenfold. Right. Which is the opposite so, of the flu. If you get the flu vaccine right. and the flu that comes to your area is the one that the vaccine was actually made for, like, cause that doesn't sometimes match up. But if, if it's, it's flu, it's well, about 30%. Yeah. Right. Right. So version a, let's say version a is what they make the vaccine about. And then version a is what comes to your town. Uh, yes, you'll get sick. Like you might like feel like, Oh God, I kind of feel like shit today a little bit, but, but it'll fade and it'll go away very quickly. And it'll be, you'll notice you might, you, first of all, you might not notice anything, but then if you do right. notice, you might be like, yeah, I got a little sniffle today. It's a little weird, but like, yeah, whatever, man. And then you just keep going on with life and like, no one cares. But what you're saying is the exact opposite. Like it fucking put you on your ass, you know? Which, and this was, and I, I can't emphasize enough after being vaccinated. Right. Right. And this is the second time, and I'm in the medical field, where I'm exposed to. I probably had COVID five times, probably within the past two years, probably. Yeah. But the two times that it was evident was probably, you know, like it. It, it got to a point where, like, for the first time I had it, it was horrible, but it lasted five days, and then it was gone. The second time I had it, it was times that by ten. And it lasted about two weeks. And uh, so anybody that tries to sell you the bullshit of that, well, if you get vaccinated, you're not going to have it as bad. Fucking horseshit. Well, my big fucking thing, my horseshit. big thing was with the, with the boosters too. It's like, like 
Okay, so wait, you can you have to get a booster, or they you're eligible to get a booster? What was it like six weeks after your second vaccine? If you had one of the double dose ones, is that right? I don't remember the exact. No, number. I, 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 well, there's a you know, yeah, you get like the you know like the Pfizer or the Moderna. That's what I'm saying. One of the double dose vaccines. No, I'm yeah, talking about okay, dose, but when yeah. do you get the booster after your second dose with those ones, the double dose vaccines? Right, but people are getting these boosters and they have no idea why. It's well, just like that, that's being, my point. Told you need to get this to, to help protect you, well, but they have no idea why they're getting. Well, here's my here's my thing. Okay, if 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 you let's say you did the Moderna vaccine, okay, and you have right. to do your first dose and your second dose, and you do all that, and then I, I again I, this one I don't want to quote because I don't know the exact the rule here, but let's pretend right. that they recommend that after four weeks after your second dose, if you're doing one of those vi- ones of the double dose vaccines, that you should get the booster. Let's just pretend that's the number there. I don't know what that number is. It's like four weeks, two months, three months. I don't know, but let's pretend it's a month for easy talking here. Right. And then you go get it. Okay, let's say you go get the booster. Okay, great. Now you did the booster. The problem to me is, you know, because there are certain certain vaccines that you have to take where you have to get like titers and then might get, have to get little boosters and stuff here and there, right? That's, that's understandable. Right. The problem is they don't have a set, to me, at least my problem, this is Jason speaking, they don't have a set thing. They're telling you, so you just went out, you got the virus. I mean, the virus. You got the vaccine. You got the double doses like you're supposed to do. And then let's pretend it's a month later and they're telling you now you have to get the booster. And then next time they're going to tell you, yeah, booster two is in another month. And let's pretend that, you know what I mean? Like there's no end game here. And if we just keep sitting back and I'm not arguing whether it's right or wrong. I'm just saying this is bullshit where they don't know what's going on. And they're just kind of just like, yeah, keep doing it. And then like I said, my opinion is the world is run by oil companies and pharmaceutical companies. and this is my, this is Jason speaking again. This is my opinion. So central um, bankers. Yeah. And central bankers, like how, how many, how many of these vaccines do we have to get until we're, or boosters, whatever you want to call them until we're actually supposedly immune to this stuff or as close as you can be, you know, like what's the end game here? Because for what I see, it's not, it's just like uh, the end games, as long as Pfizer wants to keep making money or whatever, you know, whatever Johnson and Johnson, whoever, you know, I'm not picking on Pfizer, but that's my problem with the whole thing. And that's where I call bullshit because if you go to the doctor and you need to get a flu shot that, you know, you go and you get your flu shot, you're done. You might feel like a little bit of crap the next day, possibly. And it's your choice. And it's your choice. And you don't have to get another one again, unless you want to, but next year there's not like get this. Oh, Oh shit. It's a, it's flu B now. It's supposed to be flu A come and get the booster. And then, Oh shit. Now it's C go get, come get the booster a month after that. Uh, There's none of that bullshit stuff going on. Like, at some like point, you have to the, live your fucking life. You know, right, people right. die and every that, day. You could, you could get, you could be walking outside and get like an airplane could just fall the sky and kill you. You could get hit by a tree. You could be killed in a storm. You could be killed in a car wreck. You could be eaten by a shark if you're in the water. You know, like any of this stuff could happen. So at some point, you just got to live your life. That's all I'm saying. And make that choice. Your choice. Your your body. Your choice. Kind of thing there. But make your own decision. But don't don't listen to these fucking idiots who who obviously have other agendas. I'm not trying to get conspiracy here or anything like that. But there's a financial reason they want you to get this stuff. Big time financial reasons. Totally agree. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's funny that not funny, but like I said before, and like I've said this, I don't know how many, you know, numerous times now, the flu is still going to more dangerous than COVID. That's my opinion, but also look at the facts. Yeah. Uh, more people before this, I mean, people, but we never masked up every season and created another epidemic, which was fear um, because of it. You know, you, you used common sense. It's like, okay, 
flu season, you know, if I'm going to be around somebody who's, say, going through chemo, you know, whose uh, immune system is in the toilet, I'm going to either, you know, protect them from me by, by me not going around them as much or me maybe wearing a mask around them or whatever, them wearing a mask. You are gowning up if you, you know, need to if it's real severe. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's or different. if you – Right. Or if you if, if you're going to do a nursing home, you know, whatever, like people need also need to think about this. OK, like you, you and I like being in this line of work when it comes to, say, tuberculosis. OK, I don't know how many people have come into this country that have been positive for TB. Right. TB mm-hmm. can be very dangerous, very Absolutely. dangerous. And uh, which is one of the reasons why we started wearing N95s out in the field before all this bullshit happened for years is because, especially because of TB, you know, it is, you know, but all the people that filter into this country and other countries that could be spreading TB, you're not constantly masking. And, and that, that, that'll spread like fucking wildfire, you know, if you let it, right. you know, but uh, we take it seriously. Say we're, we're dealing with a patient. Yes. We're wearing an N95 mask with that patient and they're wearing a mask as well. You know, once we're done with that patient, we're not wearing a mask anymore. Right. You know, so, you know, there's so much stuff out there that if you really look at it from the bullshit that the media is peddling, we should be following the same protocols for X, Y, and Z, such as like TB, tuberculosis, but we don't, or the flu, but we don't, you know, what makes, you know, the Rona any different? Yeah, other than it killed fucking all these like mom and pop businesses for, you know, people generally generationally are financially done because they right. may have had these like mom and pop shops they're going to pass Not down coming to their back. kids, to their kids, to their better and all the stuff and they, they yeah, they could make their little their little uh, castle so to speak there and it's gone. Yeah, and like you said, not coming back all because of this stuff and then and then our way of dealing it was like dealing with it was like, well, yeah, we got to shut it down, but Amazon can still deliver liquor stores but can Wal- stay Wal- open. Walmart that that place can stay open you know I mean, don't be dogging a Walmart, Walmart. Do- fuck Walmart um <laughs> go to Target dude Sp- dude I used to always say this back in the day man I'd much rather go to Target and you know you fill up your cart with crap right I'd much rather go to Target and pay an extra five ten bucks for the cart total right then go to Walmart I hate Walmart dude every employee there is fucking just it, always in a shitty mood because they work at Walmart the fucking place is dirty there's just the, the people that go there. You're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then at least at tar- Target. Not everybody. I know that. Everybody. I know that. I know that. But like people at Target, at least the employees are always nice. They always look like they're happy to be working there. They're friendly. You know, I can't well, tell you. About, I it's all about how you treat your employees. Yeah, well, that's true. Too. That's a good point, too. But but my point is, like, I used to love, like, um, we're going off a little tangent here, but I used to love at Walmart when they had the thing where, you, you know, you go buy your food or not buy your food, but buy whatever you're buying. And the you know, there's a little credit card screen and it, the, before you did anything, it would say, um, did your employee or did the cashier say hi to you or something or greet you or something like that? And I was, I would put no because they fucking never did because every time you go through, cause we used to be in the fire department and sometimes you have to go to Walmart to get certain things that maybe you can't get it, you know, other places. So you have to go there and it's quick in and out. Right. So of course we have to go. Sometimes you do have to go to Walmart for reasons like, like you don't want to, but you have to there, especially in the fire department, there's not a target in your first due and there is a Walmart. Well, guess where you're fucking going. So you go to Walmart and every time you go there, there'd just be some fucking just angry looking person and you come up and you, and I'm, I'm a nice guy. So when it's surprising to some of these people, maybe that listen, but, but I'm really, I'm a nice guy. So I come up there and I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? And then they're like, you know, and, and then you but, uh, fucking no, right there, you know, on the little screen, you know, 
And then I remember once we were in the fire department and we were going through the line and the lady was like, just whatever. It wasn't her day or whatever. And we were like, why the fuck do you work here? I remember we specifically asked him. Like, oh, we probably didn't say fuck. But we're like, why do you work here? Go get a job you like. And they're like, what? I'm like, you're not friendly. Like, what is wrong with you? You act like you're mopey to be here. Be glad you have a job. What is wrong with you? Jesus fucking Christ. You know, maybe like the fire department's hiring. You know what I mean? Like, that we would just, because it's like, what is wrong with you? Like, are you mad because you have a, like a, like a minimum wage job? Okay, that sucks, right? I, I, we've all been there when we started our careers, just in general in life. Okay, well, go get something else. They, hi, they, they hired the people at tar Target don't all come in there with like fucking masters in college and shit like that degrees, you know? They're not coming in there. So just try to, I mean, you know, just go, go do what you want to do. But don't stay at some job that's miserable. And I'm not denying what you said. Like, I know Walmart treats their employees like shit. So I understand where some of that comes from, but it's just like, Jesus, you know? So that's my opinion on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on that rant there. You said it, so I had to go on with it. <laughs> no, I, I, I think, um, you know, like, for instance, like moving to like what's going on in the Ukraine right now. You know, getting, we just went from Walmart back to the Ukraine war. That's fucking awesome. You check out that compression, right? <laughs> That's awesome. I love our. Meanwhile, well, since well, we're talking about Walmarts, <laughs> what's going on in the Ukraine? Look at that segue. Well, <laughs> no. In all fairness, you know, Walmart, not everybody in Walmart's like that. You know, everybody has a bad day. But I mean, you're right. I mean, if you, if you don't like it, then go somewhere else. And I know for some people it's not as easy because, you know, whether it's they need to work closer to home, whatever. I mean, everybody has their own situation. But, yeah, I totally, I totally see what you're saying. But, I mean, getting back to what we were talking about as far as thinking outside the box, you know. Yes, I'm going to talk about the Ukraine. <laughs> um, the rant is coming. No matter what people think about the situation that's going on in Ukraine right now, they need to, in my opinion, people should do one thing. And that is, for instance, one, why are we over there? Okay. One, why are we over there? Well, we're protecting the Ukrainian borders from, quote unquote, tyranny from Vladimir Putin. But we, for the past, you know, year, we've completely neglected our southern borders as far as protecting our own borders. That needs to be addressed. That's not addressed enough. And yet, yet we're, we're busting ass going over to, you know, to Europe to protect somebody else's border. That, that should be a red flag for people. Team America, world police. You know, yeah, but, you know, what kind of world police are you when you can't even protect your own, your own home? I know that's part of the, yeah, are you, that's are part of the you, irony you, of that whole you, movie. You man. refuse to protect your own home. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a minute ago that we were worried about not only, you know, Islamic terrorists, you know, not, you know, not, I'm not trying to speak out against Islam. There's a lot of great Muslim people out there. I'm not, I'm just, I'm using the extremists as an example. As far as you know, Islamic terrorists. Um, it was it was a minute ago that we that we were worried about you know terrorists filtering filtering in through our southern borders, not just coming across the border, but using the tunnels underneath to, to come into the you know to cross the borders in the United States. That was a big problem. Yet now, 
people are just literally able to walk across. And, you know, our border patrol, and God bless them, but it's like, it's like they're basically like Uber now. So as soon as people come across the border, it's like they're planed or bust wherever they want to go. And that's, that's the truth. And yet we're going to go over to, you know, the, the reaches of Eastern Europe to protect the Ukraine's borders, you know, especially the, the Eastern border of Ukraine that, 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 that you know, crosses into to Russia and in the name of trying to stop tyranny. Well, also, if we can, if we can, fi- like, if we can fire back up that military industrial complex, I mean, you know what I mean? We left a lot, of, oh, yeah. we left a lot of shit somewhere else. We gotta, we gotta start making that again. You know, we gotta use that excuse to make more, build those contracts up, get people, you know, Right. And people, everybody has their own outlook on this. And, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying anybody should look at this a particular way. I'm just saying the one thing people should do getting, getting back to what we were talking about before thinking outside the box is look at the red flags about this one. Why all of a sudden we've neglected our own borders. Why are we protecting somebody else's in the name of tyranny when our own president was supporting tyranny up north in Canada just last week. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, if, if we have I'm such sorry, a small attention span, I'm not, I'm not saying that Vladimir Putin's a saint by any means. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a ruthless bastard, but what I am saying is if he wanted to take over the Ukraine, he could have done it in a day, you know, but he hasn't. So that's another red flag. Why hasn't he? If that's his main goal, why hasn't he done it already? Everything that you see on TV, there's, it's not always what it seems. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying by any means that Putin's a good guy. I'm not, I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just saying that possibly more to the story than what people are being told. And Yeah, that's what that's he said, important. what she said, and then there's the truth. It applies here as well. Exactly. And, you know, there's red flags if... Why are we over there protecting Ukraine? Okay, you've got other NATO com- countries right there in Europe that are right next door. Why the fuck aren't they doing anything about it? Why are we doing something about it? Military industrial you complex. Know, you know, it, it, and these are questions that people should ask themselves. Why? Why Why are we, like you said before, why are we Team American World Police all the time? It's like, you know, why are we going to basically slap our military in the face for the past 20 years of leaving Afghanistan the way we did, leaving our people behind, leaving allies behind, you know, leaving military equipment and a base, which was Bagram for the Taliban. We basically funded their military. We we basically created a huge military force on the planet by doing that. But then we're going to go, why are we in the Ukraine? If we're going to, if we're going to leave something that we've, we're fighting against terrorism for 20 years and we're going to leave it the way we did. Why is Ukraine, no, no offense. Why is Ukraine so important? What else is part of the story that we're not being told? Right. And that, that's, that's, that's a question that, you know, like I said before, people need to think outside of the box. That's yeah. a perfect example. Yeah. Do your you know, research. Don't always look into believe, that. Yeah. Don't always believe what you're being told. You know, like I said, I'm not saying Putin's a, a Boy Scout. I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just saying, look, there there are other aspects to this whole situation that aren't being talked about. But people are being fed information in a certain direction. 
and they're eating it up. Not not everybody, but yeah, because yeah, because like you said, we didn't care about tyranny. We could just drive over there in Canada. You know, you can just get your car and head up there and be like, "Hey, knock it off." You know what I mean? But when right, it, but it, it's, it's across like, the world. We're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, that's right. And the pretender in chief, you know, last or the other day was talking about that we need to stop tyranny, you know, to the ground when he was doing the State of the Union. But he was also supporting Justin Trudeau up north in Canada, not several days prior to that. So right. who the fuck are you to talk about stomping tyranny when you were supporting it? Yeah. You know, and it, it's just, it's just bullshit that doesn't add up that people need to, and, and forgive me, I'm, there's plenty of people out there that are, are thinking exactly what I'm saying, but just keep in mind, there's more to the story than is being told. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Do your research and look at all sides and come up with your own conclusions. Um, I'm going to say one more thing. Okay. And I'm going to get on Spotify for a second. (laughs) And I'm going to talk about my boy, Joe Rogan. This is one thing that I think is absolutely ridiculous. And this is, this is, this, this is a clue that how everything in this country has become kind of ass backwards. Okay. When you've got Joe Rogan, who admits that he's got a lot of liberal beliefs, but he's not either or. He just he he doesn't he he has a platform. Where it's like, look, I don't agree with what everybody talks about, but when I have them on my show, you know, they can say what they want, whether I agree with them or disagree with them. I'm giving them that option to say what they want to say. Which is the way it should be. What a novel idea. Right. Well, right. Isn't this America? Isn't this, this is what we were built on? Right? Right? Did you say you're going to have and, a conversation? Um, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. But because he's had certain people on there like Dr. Robert Malone and other physicians who have actually come forth and said, yeah, a lot of this stuff regarding this pandemic is bullshit. Not necessarily bullshit, but they're not they're not being told the full truth. Right. They're not give. They're not. They haven't been given the full detail. You know, he has people like that on that are. You know, but then he's demonized for going against a narrative that, you know, the powers to be are trying to push. And he's actually trying to. Be, they. They. That you had. This is what I have a problem with, and this is what's asked backwards. You have musicians whose music is on Spotify that are coming forth and saying, "If you don't get rid of Joe Rogan, take my music off." Um, I'd like yeah. to correct you there slightly that they, the people that are doing that are irrelevant musicians. Thank you. Well, what I was getting to is like some of them, and I'm going to, I'm going to name one of them, Neil Young, Neil Young, who I love Neil Young's music. I have ever since I was a kid, ever since I grew up with Neil Young's music. Okay. He's a, he's an awesome musician flat out. There's no disputing that. He's an awesome songwriter, but this being a guy, who was anti-establishment, kind of tree-hugging back in the late 60s and 70s, you know, free speech, free will, all that. But then basically what he's doing now, by he's one of the people that's saying, Joe Rogan or me. And, um, Joe Rogan, that was an easy decision. Move on. And, 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 he's, and, and it's like, isn't that completely the opposite of what you've stood for, especially back back in the day? It's like you were... You're against any type of censorship, and now you're pushing for it. 
Um, also, like, regardless of that, you're a musician. Make your music. Shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not saying you can't talk about other stuff, but the reason Joe Rogan gets a pass on some of that stuff for that is because he has a to, fucking he, show. Yeah, he's willing to. Ha- yeah, he has a show and he's willing to have the conversation. All you're doing, irrelevant musicians, and there was multiple of them who who aren't doing. I'm not saying they're irrelevant over time. I'm just saying they're irrelevant currently right now. Really, they are trying to shine the spotlight, the Me Too thing. Like, ooh, me, it's what about me? And they're trying to like well, the get me that too whole thing. Not Me Too, but like look at me kind of thing. You know? Yeah, not that. That's I didn't say that right. Incorrect. But uh, I was incorrect there. But I'm saying like the, no, they're you weren't, cha- you weren't incorrect. Well, you they're turning incorrect. it to like let's make it about me. Like, yeah. like, oh, I'm not doing well in my music career. Uh, I, I, was, I was popular, you know, big time popular 20 years, whatever, for different artists, right? And they're like, well, what if I come in there and I say something? Then can I be cool and get talked about like Joe Rogan? And it's like, no, you can't because you're not willing to get on a podcast and have your opinions out there for everybody to listen to. And also, while you're doing that, because anybody can get on a podcast and just talk, but you're also willing to have a conversation that is also recorded where, God forbid, the other person you're talking to might not fucking agree with what you're saying. And then you can have, instead of like fighting or doing something stupid or going to war about something stupid like that, you can actually have a sit down conversation and you can talk about your points and your pros and cons and they can do the same. And then you guys can hash it out a little bit in a friendly verbal way. You know what I mean? That that's what we're missing in this, in this thing. And that's what I think all that stuff was. I was like, ah, who? Yeah. Well, they, answer me one question. They, they paid Joe Rogan two. They just changed it to, it, it was contract was $200 million. Do you think they give no, a it, fuck? It, it was like- it was it was it was more than that. Oh, I'm sure it's way more than that. Considering they said it was 100, and now it's switched to 200. But do you think Spotify really cares about like whatever? Well, that's the thing. Like a lot of people, because of like the freedom, because one of the things, you know, and don't quote me on this, but this is what I, this is. I'm this is like second, third hand information that I'm I'm spewing out. But one of the reasons why he went to Spotify and kind of got away from YouTube and whatnot is because. You know, one of the things he said was like, look, I want to say what I want. I don't want to be censored. And one of the reasons why he got away from like, you know, Facebook and what, or not Facebook, uh, YouTube is because, you know, the censoring, which was getting ridiculous. And, uh, well, he also wants to have his people who his guests that he have on there also be able to say their opinions, which, which maybe, maybe on this, maybe on one instance or whatever, a certain topic, Joe's in the norm of what we would call the norm people like the, maybe the liberals in the sense, but then the other people are not like his guest is not, he wants them to be able to say their thing because it might not be Joe that's that's the anti one every time. Yeah. But it's because since Joe Rogan is literally the biggest podcast on the globe, literally, and because he's bigger than any mainstream media, you know, network whether it's fox whether it's seen it he's bigger than all of them and, combined. And that's what's that's what scares them yeah he's by but, all of them combined i mean he's he's his podcast it's a smidge over like paramex unscripted it barely beat us you know what i mean but i'm just playing but yeah like he <laughs> but yeah like it's all those things you said all those the cnns and the all those fox and all the crap it's all of them combined he has more reach than all of them combined because no one and that's, no what, one that's listens, what scares them yeah no one listens to the main media anymore the only thing that they count numbers like when they leave the, you know, channel five or, or whatever, where I lived, it was channel five, like Fox five, like that's on at the airport 24 hours a day. Right. They're counting those numbers when they're making up their numbers of people who listen to all their crap. No one's listening to that shit anymore. No one listens to all these talking heads talking about, you know, we're all pushing the same opinions because we all work at the same network moron shit, you know? Well, that's the, th- that's the thing. I mean, you know, Joe Rogan doesn't agree with every guest that he has on, but he gives them a platform to speak their mind. And that's, you know, so like, 
you know, and, and that's that's the thing. It's like he doesn't necessarily agree with what everybody's talking about when they come on his show, but he gives them, you know, the respect to speak their mind and to be censored for that. I mean, like I'll go back to Neil Young on Spotify. You know, Neil Young's like, how do you write a song called Rockin' in the Free World when you're trying to take that freedom away from somebody? Meaning you take my songs off of Spotify if you don't get rid of Joe Rogan. That's freaking bullshit. It's like that completely is the opposite of who I thought Neil Young was. Joe Joe Rogan should just turn it and he should just go after all the platforms that Neil Young's on and just go after them and be like, yeah, unless you take them off. I'm not. And what's funny is if he flipped it that way, like if he were to be the, if he were the aggressor and Neil Young was not the aggressor, Joe Rogan would but, win every time because no, everybody I mean, knows he's the powerhouse. Like I said, Neil Young's like, you know, old school or whatever. Like I'm sure there's people like him. Like you said, you like him and stuff, but he's well, not, I he's respect, not, he's not top 40 anymore or anything. Well, like, no, but he's, he's, I mean, he's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I'm, he's not, I'm not taking anything away from him. You know? I'm just saying like, and I don't mean I'm, I mean, I guess and it's not just him. It's like, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of names, other names I'm not going to name. Right. Right. But, but I'm just, I mean, yeah, he was the one that was most famous cause he was the one that came out and did the whole thing. And then, and then Spotify who, who has had some, uh, a lot of, you know, they had a lot of liberal people there working there that initially were like, we're not working here. If you're going to have Rogan on our show, uh, you know, our network. And then the, 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 oh, yeah. and then Spotify was like, okay. And we're, we're on Spotify. Yeah, and, and, and if Spotify, like, if Spotify hears this, Hey, you guys got some fucking work to do because yeah. this shit isn't right. And if you're going to let your, for the lack of a better way, if you're going to let the, the freaking, uh, you know, patients run the asylum, which it seems like you're doing, yeah. you know, you, you're not going to last for very long. I mean, get a grip on this shit. Well, ask, look at Facebook. Facebook's, you know, borderline close to irrelevant now, you know, because because well, they've I, done so much stupid stuff with their censoring and all this other stuff too, you know, where that's why like Instagram, which is bigger now, and now I know Instagram's owned by Facebook, but like you know, and the TikTok and all this stuff is coming, being the big disruptors and stuff like that, because people are going to these platforms that aren't as bad. I'm sorry, some of them are somewhat censored, but they're not as censored as these big ones. You know what I mean? Well, let me ask you a question, bro. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought. I'm, I don't mean to keep uh, going on. I know we got to wrap this up here in a minute. Yeah, but, I, do, I do have shit to do tomorrow. <laughs> hey, man, that's that's tomorrow, man. That's not today. <laughs> Live <laughs> no, for the day, TikTok, brother. TikTok, for, for an example. TikTok. TikTok, which is huge. Which a lot of, you know, what people need to understand is, yeah, if you want to look at TikTok videos through YouTube or something, like, or through uh, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, that's fine. Just don't download the app because TikTok is a company that's owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Right. Period. Any company that's in China is partially owned by the CCP. There's, it's a communist country. There's no way around it. That's just the way it works. So for people that are downloading the TikTok app, you're also letting them in, if that makes any sense, because that's the truth. Yeah. But which is kind of ridiculous because, you know, when it comes to China, China doesn't allow Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff. They, you know, that's it's forbidden in the country. Well, and their but, internet's totally we, different but, too. Right, but we allow TikTok here. Yeah, that that doesn't sound weird to anybody. Yeah, no. You know, but, and and it's like and this is the other thing that just is a red flag. People need to think outside the box. All right, is think about this for a second. Okay, and this also goes along with the supply chain and everything else. All the the shit that's going on right now in this country. Okay, we're gonna bitch about China. 
We're going to bitch about China, whether it's we're bitching about China stealing our, you know, intellectual property, mm-hmm. you know, all our tech and all that. We're going to bitch about that. We're going to bitch about this. But at the same time, Apple and companies like Apple, all of our tech is still farmed out to China to produce the iPhone that, that, that you carry every day, Jay. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, if, if you're going to bitch about China stealing our intellectual property, but you're still going to allow them to make our electronics, you got no one but yourself to blame, Dick. Yeah. You know, it, and we'll it, never, it, we'll never not do that because if, if people want to bitch about that, like you were saying, like make like the iPhone, like all the parts of the iPhone here. Right. Yeah. You think the iPhone's expensive now. Or we're going to complain about China with this, this, and that. But then in a whole, when it comes to our day-to-day needs, as far as most of our products, everything pretty much is supplied to us through China. Right. So if we're going to bitch, what's the alternative? Yeah. You know, and, and people need to think about that. It's like, okay, we're going to bitch about the supply chain. We're going to bitch about our intellectual property being sold, blah, 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 blah. But we're still allowing them to provide it for us. You know, when does that change? If that doesn't, and it seems like nobody asks that question. <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> Correct me the, if I'm wrong. No, because they're I mean, all the same media people. You know, it's like it's like, how are you going to bitch? Like, I can't, I, I can't even tell you how many times I turn on the news and they're bitching about, you know, like especially if it's a business channel or whatnot, and they're bitching about, you know, especially when it comes to like you know, NASDAQ or any type of electronics company or whatnot, they're, they're talking about, when I say NASDAQ, I was talking about like, you know, you know, the, the tech companies. Know, yeah. The tech company, yeah. like, you know, NASDAQ's all tech companies. Right. Um, how are you going to bitch about that when the very iPhone or smartphone that you're carrying on your person was produced in, it was, it was, it was constructed in China. It was put together. And it was probably put together through some type of slave labor. But no one seems to have a problem with that. Right. Well, no, people people have a problem with it, but, not, then, but then they're like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's bullshit. We shouldn't do that. And they're like, wait, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I pay, pay these people in China like, I don't know, $2 a week or something to do this for a week of work. And you're like, oh, and they're like, well, what would it be in, in America? They're like, oh, it'd be $15 an hour. And you're like, oh, that's astronomically more expensive iPhones. Well, yeah, from a business standpoint, standpoint, it makes absolute sense. But from a moral and ethical standpoint, as far as being American, it makes no sense at all. Right. I understand. You know, but um, but of course, there are people out there disagreeing. They say, well, you know, as a business sense, that is the American way of thinking. So it it makes total sense, which, you know, that's right. But you can't have your cake and eat it, too. That's fine. I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree as a business point of view, like bottom line numbers. Like I'm not saying it's ethical, but like bottom line numbers. Yeah. Is it cheaper to have the guy do it for two bucks a week or $15 an hour? Yeah, obviously, that's a dumb thing. My daughter would know that answer. But but then you can't then bitch later about like, well, you know, like you said, like, well, you can't. We're fighting with it. and You can't you can't always farm everything out. Well, you got to pick your side, man. Either, either we stand up and we, we, we start making shit here and we just know it's going to be more expensive, but whatever, right? Then you have that luxury of saying made in the USA and all that stuff with it, or you don't, you know? Well, I mean, perfect only. example. We're, we're, you know, we were blaming China for the Wuhan virus or the Rona, whatever you want to call it, you know, which rightfully so, but then we're still depending on them to send us our PPE. I mean, yeah. what fucking sense yeah, does that make? Know. You know, it's like, at what point does Made in America reign true again? 
I mean, you, did you guys did you guys fucking start this whole virus? Man, fuck off. And they're like, uh, and you're like, give me my mask. Hey, give hey, me my mask. Hey, sorry, man. Uh, can you send me those gloves? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not right, since you since you let this virus out. Yeah, I'm not. But I'm not worried if you could have put something in the mask, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking. They're listening. They're totally listening. Joking. They're listening to you, bitch. And they're like, are you done? Like, OK, so how many how many trucks do you need? And they're like, uh, uh four, please. Well, that, that's where you know i think i think jesse ventura said it best when it comes to government and granted i mean he knows because one he was in the wwe or wwf back in the day and then plus he was in government because he was the governor of minnesota minnesota don't you uh, know oh don't you know he uh he said it best he goes i look at government especially since i've been in it now he goes i look at government as i did the wwf where it's like, when it comes, when you're in the ring, you're, you know, it's a show, you're at each other's throats, you're freaking talking shit, you're beating each other up. But then when you go off the out of the ring and behind the stage, you're slapping each other on ass saying good, you know, good show, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's fucking fake, you know? And I'm not saying there aren't good people that are in government that are actually trying to make a difference, uh, Congresswoman Green. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 really it comes down to that. There, yeah, it, but you got it. You got a lot of theater. You got yeah. You got to play ball, or or you may be in there, but you won't be in there for long. That's normally, right. That's normally what it comes down to. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. All right, let's that wrap this said, thing bro. up, dude. Yeah, it's let's been this, this is our first like two hour show. It's getting fucking yeah, ridiculous. I, I, hey, I just want to say, yes, I rambled, and uh, yes, it'll probably happen again sometime. But and you sorry. ranted. Sorry, I'm not sorry. That's the segment. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right. This this what this episode's called Bobby's extended rant. All right. Um so that being said, uh we got all the stuff done. We did the housekeeping in the beginning. Um I think really the way to fix all these problems we discussed on this on this episode, this entire episode, everything from, you know, wars between countries and stuff. Look, get out there, get on the internet. Buy yourself a goddamn sticker. Buy yourself a goddamn Paramex unscripted coffee mug. This is a path to freedom. Thank you very hey, much. As my wife would say, why do you have to drop the GD? <laughs> does she say that really? She does. Does she really? Does she? Does she ever watch the uh, the uh, does she ever does she ever watch the Beavis and Butthead movie? You know the whatever it was called, Do America or whatever they're called. When, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, when, when, when Beavis is like, settle out. Uh, uh, no, uh, I can't do the Beavis I, voice, but he was like, uh, is this a goddamn? <laughs> do the Beavis voice doing that? Uh, no, Beavis, uh, not Butthead. Beavis. Uh, is this like a goddamn? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, damn man, we're we're stretching it out, man. Oh Shit. my god, I'm totally clipping, no, uh, I'm clipping that. I don't care. No, 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 but no, my wife would say that. She'd be like. You know, every time it slips out with me, you know, she's like, "Why do you get to drop the GD?" But but the eight, like, but the eighteen hundred fucks are fine. And I'm like I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Like, Damn it! I have limits, Bobby. <laughs> it's like I've, I've... <laughs> no, she's you know, she's you, cool about you know, it. But that that's one. There, I mean, she listens to all the bullshit that I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the one thing that she actually will say, like, "Hey." Like it, it's not about dropping the f bombs. It's about like yo, and she's not only she doesn't only say that to me. She says it to like other friends of ours. Like, why do you got to drop the GD? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, like, every, everybody's got like, their everybody's got their buttons, you know? Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody's right. got their thing. You're right. Yeah. 
Hey, hey, and you know what you tell her? When it, when it, next time she says something like that, nicely, and I'm I'm saying this nicely because my wife would probably do the same thing. You, know, you, say, you say it like this. Hey, hey, we we check the box for explicit lyrics, okay? Fuck off, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, look, when I put it on when I put it on YouTube, I don't put made for kids. I don't do that, okay? Because I know. Well, no, I mean, uh, and that's why, hence the name, paramedics unscripted. Everything is on the table. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. It literally is, and that that includes language. Yeah. So for people out there that are offended, that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know? That being but, said, for uh, for Bobby's uh, marriage, we will try to cut down on some GDs. Don't oh, get that right. shit. All right, we're gonna edit all this shit out. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. So uh, this was episode five, season two. Let's get out of here, Bobby. You don't have anything else, I'm sure, because you ranted for two hours, right? No, I'm good. All right, then episode five, <laughs> season two is in the books. Let's get out of here, and we'll see you next week on Paramedics. Unscripted. Uh,